out, you can't be in here. Don't listen to anything she says. She's a holographic representation of the Red Queen. You have to get out. Modeled after the head programmer's daughter. She'll try to deceive us, confuse us. I wouldn't advise this. Disabling me will result in loss of primary power. Say anything to stop us from shutting her down. I implore you. Implore away. Please. I finished it like right before Mike got here. So I, so oh, gee, I texted Jay the other day. I said, "Do you have the the stems of those songs that you can send to me in a MIDI file?" I said, "Cause it'd be fun to take that song and put it, make it eight bit for the uh, for the video game episode." And how were you gonna do it? Uh, There's a filter that I found, but oh. but you had to put a MIDI file. And he goes, "Oh, I can't do that." <laughs> did you actually just go through and rewrite the whole yeah, thing? I, yeah, I did it. It took like 15 minutes. It wasn't a big deal. You are a wizard. Uh, that said, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, hey. episode 32. I am Mike. I am Jim. And I'm J-J-J-J-J-J-Rod. J-Rod. The architect. The architect indeed, man. That was amazing. It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy. I was, I was confused as hell. I went to go into our, our, drum, our drum off like yeah. we always do. 8-bit. Vito is going to be so happy Fantastic, because he's the one that man. gave me the idea for it. <laughs> Actually, I just well, want there you, you go, Vito. I want you to redo every every single one of our songs like that. That was awesome. Holy sweet. <laughs> um, well, hey guys, episode thirty-two uh, yeah. today. If you can't tell, we're talking about video games. Yeah. Well, well hor- horror movie, not just video games. Horror movies based on video games. There it is. Yeah. There it is. So, um, Michael. Michael managed us. Man, managed us. Michael managed to find <laughs> us from Tallgrass Brewing Company. It's called Eight Bit Pale Ale. I mean, it doesn't get any more perfect than that, does it? It does not. Uh, and it is you just uh, spilled water all over your phone. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> At least it wasn't better Justin's. than my MacBook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hop rocketed pale ale, bursting with complex flavors. Eight Bit is channeled through the hop rocket. <laughs> Hop rocket! <laughs> uh, a stainless steel vessel packed full of hops, which infuses the beer with an extra burst of tasty hop flavors and aromas right before it's put into cans. I feel like the hop I, rocket. I feel as though this is going to be absolutely delicious. Delicious? That's my. It's gonna hypo- be. It's gonna my, be just something. That is my hypotenuse. <laughs> hypotenuse. Your <laughs> uh, mind's still as snow. Mm. Okay. I just want to listen to that intro again. That was really. <laughs> That's how you get. All right. <laughs> nice. All right, boys. Let's try this eight-bit yeah. uh, pale ale. It's First got time a, we've had cans in a while. It's got a. It's got a character on the front that looks suspiciously like Pac-Man, mm. but not changed but not. a little bit. Copyright. Just enough. Yeah. It's a twenty percent rule. <laughs> tra- trademark. Whatever trademark Boom. laws aren't coming Cheers. into play here. Cheers, boys. Ooh. Oh my damn! A little that bit more of a amazing. bite to that than I thought. 
You can definitely taste the hop rocketiness. Absolutely, mm. and it's only five percent, I think. Hip, hip, hip hop, hip, hip, hip hop rocket. Yeah, <laughs> hip hop rocket. Little citrusy flavor. It uh, is, yeah. Little grapefruit or something. Yeah, absolutely. 5.2. Oh yeah, grapefruit for sure. It's only a five point two. Look at that. It I'm tastes. Chug it these actually, all night. It actually tastes like it could be like Hop Slam's like little brother, yet not near as strong. Hop Slam has a lot of like a lot of honey mm-hmm. in the in its flavor too. This I'm getting what Jay said a lot of like grapefruit. Don't you get that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Mike joined us again. <laughs> Just spaced out for a second, thinking about the fact that there's a. A, a beer named after video games. I'm, this yeah. is Mike's going to take one of these home and gently stroke it. I would say, <laughs> well, oh, maybe not that. Um, so out of the three of us, I think I'm probably the biggest gamer out of the three of us. Because lamer. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm super probably, excited. Probably yes. Yeah, I'm super. That's, that, there's no probably. You are the biggest gamer. A game like once a year. I'll be like, I'll be like, you know what? Screw work. I'm not working today. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Call of Duty people. Gonna, and then I go on there and I'm gonna kick some butt and talk trash to all these kids. And I go on there and then I suck because I haven't played in a year. <laughs> and you end up just talking trash. Yeah. I actually don't like the Call of Duty games. Um, I've never been big into um, multiplayer, like first person shooters and stuff. It's just never really been my thing. I have fun playing them on occasion. But yeah, I gotta really be in the right mood. Yep. Plus, dude, with these like. Man, these like eleven and twelve year old kids that are just like sitting in their parents' house. These these little fuckers are foul mouthed. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> these, these little, little fuckers. These little fuckers are foul mouthed. But gosh, like some of oh, the yeah. some of the stuff these kids say, like I can't believe it. And I almost don't have any comebacks because I'm like I can't I can't believe you're like, saying I this. Right I now. always just tell them that you better watch what you say because my father is a sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> they go shut the fuck up. Like, I remember in England, though, what's he gonna do? I, I remember when teabagging people used to be fun, and now when I do it in real life, I just feel like I'm a 12 year old boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah, get it. When, when you teabag with, people in real life, with, especially with freshly shorn testicles. Yeah. Yeah, you feel right. right? Maybe even ten. Oh, you, no, you leave a little prick on the back, so when it drags over their face, <laughs> oh, it's like dear. sandpaper. Oh, it's, it's like like a kiwi yeah. skin. <laughs> I mean, they feel like them too, actually. Let's let's talk about teabagging for the rest of the episode. Um, no, I was gonna say, I a couple weeks ago, I picked up the new Switch, the yeah. Nintendo Switch, and I was talking to my buddy. Those are the kind of games that I'm into. You know, the, the open world solo campaign. Yeah. Like that's what I'm into. And uh, within the first like. My buddy Dave uh, got a hold of me. I used to run a video game website uh, called Cobrain on Games with uh, my buddy Dave. And uh, he calls me. He goes, he goes. so how are you enjoying Zelda so far? I said, I'm pretty good. I said, I feel like I haven't really done anything in it yet, though. He goes, you do know that you're over 50 hours into the game. And I go, come again? <laughs> you played 50 hours of the game And so I played far? more since then. Well, how does he know? Because if you look at your, if you look at people's profile online, it'll tell you how long they've played certain games ah, for. Gotcha. And so mine was, mine was uh, forty or fifty plus, and I've put in a lot since then. <laughs> and he's put in a lot more than you. He hasn't beat he? the game, and he beat the game just shy of ninety hours. And I'm barely, I'm barely, probably a third of the way through it, maybe. Mikey, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. How do we even? How- how we're we talking about see, video games. Now, how do we even see you though? Like, because oh. that's a lot of that's a lot of time spent playing. Are you just staying up until like five a.m. every night? No, not really. Oh. Three hours here, four hours here. <laughs> Three hours here, four hours. Well, oh the, my god! On the, on the weekends, you know, I'm not working. I'll get up, just pop it in, drink some coffee. I wish I had three hours here, four hours there to spend. <laughs> That's why I'm never having kids. <laughs> I spent three hours here and four hours there in the last five days cleaning up puddles of vomit. 
That was Ew. fun. Wow. Yeah, my kids were sick. What are you going to do? Anyway, speaking of puddles of vomit, uh, it's what what did we get wrong last week? <laughs> That's a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jack H. Harris, the legendary producer of the Blob, um, we were arguing over which Blob he produced. Well, no, he, we didn't. We didn't argue. Well, we only focused on the one from the eighties. Yeah, well, he, like, he produced all three yeah. Blob movies. I didn't actually know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Did not know that. Oh, I yeah. actually didn't know that there was a sequel to the original Blob in the seventies. Oh, wow. called Beware. The Blob. Yeah. <laughs> it looks terrible. <laughs> it looks awful. No, I, thought, I was not even aware of I that. I thought though. you knew that. I just figured we were talking about the one from the 80s because uh, it's really the one It's the one that we grew up yeah. with. I, have you, I, I don't think I've ever actually even seen the original. I hate to say I've that. Seen, I've seen parts of it. I've never sat down and watched the entire thing, though. Yeah. We're losing cred. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on yep, quick. Yep, yep, um, yep. Oh, we were talking about Florida last <clears throat> week and giant... Reptiles, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And we said there was Gila monsters running around Florida. They're not Gila monsters. They're just monitor lizards. <laughs> monitor, monitor. That's the that's the word I was. Gila looking monsters, for. I think, are very different things. Yeah, probably. Uh, and then also, Goodbye Sky Harbor by Jimmy Eat World is not twenty seven minutes long. It is sixteen. Sixteen minutes. minutes long, yeah. But like fourteen of those minutes are on a loop because the actual <laughs> song's very short. <laughs> uh, and then just one thing, uh, I I I can't, like I mentioned. Kong Skull Island, and then I said something about you know him being a gorilla, and then I said blah 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 blah. He's a giant monkey. Just in case like Jane Goodall <laughs> or some zoologists are listening, I know that I know that gorillas are not monkeys. I know this because I spend a lot of time with them at the Toledo Zoo. Mm. What's up, Quisha? If Quisha. you're listening, that's our homeboy, I always, Quisha. I always want to say Quisha's a girl for some reason. I'm like, hey, baby, Quisha, but it's not. It's got. Yeah, it's the, not. the name's got sort of a, a feminine ring to it, mm -hmm. but then you see him, and he is the master of his domain, and yeah. you know for sure that he is all guy, man. I ain't no chick. Yeah. Look, look at my dick. <laughs> look at this thing. <laughs> we, we, take a, we take a trip to the Toledo Zoo every year uh, just for the sole purpose of looking at animals and, and drinking, day drinking. <laughs> Never been invited. Hey. <laughs> you're coming this year. Play, yeah, your, right. play your cards right. And you're <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. We are, uh, we're crossing people off that, that short list as it's, we go it's here. It's because every time we invite people places, they ruin stuff. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um uh, so, but we go there, and there's this giant silverback gorilla named Quisha, mm -hmm. and he is just the man. And the thing is, they're very. Um, uh, this has nothing to do with movies, but they're very, they're very sociable. Sociable, yeah. They'll come like, they'll right. They'll, like, come, yeah. they'll come right with the glass. They'll sit there. They'll even interact with you sometimes. They'll follow. Well, not interact, but like I think one of the years the, he put his hand up. The, the female whatever. ones will, but Quisha just kind of sits there and like mean mugs you. That's true. Well, he's, well, he's cool though. That's what I would do too. Yeah, I probably. gotta be honest. Anyway, let's talk about movies. I guess <laughs> is that is that it for the corrections? Yep, that's all I got. That brings us to the news, Jay. I don't have an 8-bit news clip. That's all I got. The news! <laughs> all right. Boop, boop, so, boop, boop, boom. Sorry. It's the news, 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 news. Okay. okay. Um, so <laughs> if you listen to the show, you know that we are massive Tremors fans. And uh, we got a, a, a hint of what the new creature is going to be in Tremors 6. The, uh, the director, Don Michael Paul, uh, teased the new monster in a quote. And what he said is, is uh, I can't tell you a whole lot, but I hope the next installment will be as bloody disgusting as you would like it. Clearly, he's talking to bloodydisgusting.com. Um uh, what might you see? Bert's doing his thing, Graboid's doing their thing, Ass Blaster's pouncing, yeah. Graboid goop and gore, and you might get an icy glimpse of a dirt devil as you've never seen before. An icy glimpse? 
Well, yeah, because they're headed to the uh, Arctic tundra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my There's goodness! Be icy dirt devils, whatever that is. Uh, well, the oh well, the dirt devils were the uh, were they the ones from the fourth movie? Fourth they, movie, no. Yeah, that's what they were. Oh no, they were calling them uh, dirt dragons. You uh, remember that? Well, In, yeah, because they didn't have a name for them, though. Right. They were still just the, okay. the graboids. I thought maybe they were going to still Unless be those like, little Unless they're referring to dirt devils just as all of the different creatures. I think that's oh, probably... Oh, these dirt devils, yeah. you know? It could be that. Yeah, these dirt... We're going to get an ice... These damn uh, dirt devils. An icy graboid thing. That'll be cool. I mean, I'm excited. Which shoots icicles out of its butt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. That's really not it's, all that out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, it's not really <laughs> that uh, unbelievable. So, anyway... Uh, you seem to think that we may have talked about this in a previous episode, th- but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Okay. Um, Nicholas Winding Refn is uh, he's producing the new Maniac Cop movie, uh, being directed by John Hyams. Uh, he says that it's not going to be pure horror. Rather, it's going to be a contemporary, realistic action thriller. Which that doesn't it doesn't upset me really because if it's got I, I know that it's not being directed by Refin but if yeah. if you know obviously he's producing it so he's gonna have say in how it how it looks how it feels and his movies although they're not horror movies they just have like that like that ultra violent like gritty tone to them I I think that I think that he could do a maniac cop as you know in his style yeah without being pure horror and I think it would turn out just fine. Yeah, I think um excuse me. I think that uh, uh from what I remember reading it before, one of the things that didn't it irked me a little bit is that I guess the story is being written as a social commentary. Oh, really? Which never really bodes well with me cuz it kind of takes the fun out of it being a movie. I don't know. Well, you like all, always, you like all the Ramiro zombie movies, so That's true. That's true. So get your head and Speaking out of, your of ass. Uh, uh, Nicholas um, Winding Refn. Winding Refn. I yep. always want to say Winding Ref. Winding Ref. Uh, Nicholas Winding Ref. <laughs> um, he just did a new print of, I think it's Day of the Dead. He put his money into it the same way that J.J. Abrams just redid Phantasm. Uh, Nicholas Ref, uh, Refn. Yeah. Winding. Winding Refn. Winding Refn. There you go. That guy. Uh, yeah, he just did one, too, uh, of, I think it was Day of the Dead. This could be a correction. I th- yeah, I think I heard. But that's only available in the UK, though. Yeah. They have not released it in the States yet. Right. So. If you don't know who Nis- Nicholas uh, Winding Winding Ref is. <laughs> NWF. He N- did, NWF. NWF. Uh, he did uh, Drive. Um, Drive. Wait, did he also, did he direct, uh, frick, I wish I would have looked this up. Did he direct Bronson? Yes. Okay. Did uh, he? The, I don't know. Well, I'm going to continue on with some news here while you're looking that up. Um, so Udo Cure, who we absolutely love. He, he did, by the way. Oh, he did? Yes. Okay. And if you're a Tom Hardy fan, it's the best one. watch Bronson, because that is Tom Hardy at his absolute finest. He's yep. so good in that movie. So, anyway, sorry, what were you saying about Udo Cure? Udo Cure, yeah. uh, who was in, uh, he's in the, uh, Suspiria, mm-hmm. uh, Blade, um, we, he was, we were just talking about movies. He was in the. Uh, he was in. Um, he was in that John Carpenter movie, the uh, cigarette burns. He was in cigarette burns. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he is going to be playing Toulon in Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich. Oh, really? Yep. And Toulon, if you're not familiar with the series, is the French-speaking Nazi. <laughs> so uh, I think this is perfect for him. <laughs> French-speaking Nazi. I think that it's perfect for him. Yeah, cool. Uh, there's no other info on the on that on that yet. Just that casting news, which was fun. Right on. Um, speaking of Suspiria, 
Uh, we, had, we had mentioned before that the original uh, star of Sus uh, Suspiria, Jessica Harper, who played Susie in mm -hmm. the original, was going to was, was going to be involved in the remake in some capacity. And uh, we now know that she uh, is going to be a cameo in it. So okay. she's not going to have... That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound like she's going to have like, a big part or anything, just a cameo. Um, but yeah, that's that. Oh, that's all? Okay. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a new Pennywise image floating around. Mm. Not just floating, it's like right up in your face. It's the uh, it's the recreation of that famous scene where Pennywise is uh, in the sewer talking to George. Mm -hmm. You know, we all float down here. Let's talk about that shot. Let's talk about it. I don't like it. Yeah. Don't like it. I don't know, man. There's nothing about this version of Pennywise that is getting me excited. Yeah. It just, like, when you saw Mark, uh, uh, Mark Curry. Tim. Tim Mark Curry, <laughs> double dare here. <laughs> when you see Tim Curry, rather, uh, in the, in the, in the sewer, in the original, and he's got the bright white face and the bright red nose. And the big and nose. They, like, the, I'm, I'm kind of, like, the, the ball nose kind of made him more yes, scary. It's, he was a fucking clown. Yeah. This one, he looks like, he a, looks like a, a, he looks like a, um. A, a, a Victorian jester. He looks like a, you know, a like you know what I'm saying. Well, like, when you just see his face, he looks like just a dude with like war paint on. Yeah. Like one of the guys you would see in uh, Braveheart or something. Or not that he looks like it. Not that he necessarily looks like it, but the the nose that the new guy has. Yeah. It's like the kind of nose that people do like face paint when they're painting your face into a dog. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just the nub of your nose yeah, is just, done. Yeah. With a little slit at the top. Yeah. Mark like, Summers, by the way. Mark, Mark Summers. Summers. Yeah. Mark Curry. Mark Curry. I was like, that, I was going to try to say it, and then he kept <laughs> going. There was no good spot to just, punch in, so just, I was just like, ah, I was just wrong. Jump in, out there. Just jump in and slam them down whenever you get the chance. That way we can. That way we can keep Mike properly in his place. I want to cover you both in slime by the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Is that oh, a dare? <laughs> That's a double dare. I always wanted to go on double dare and oh, man, like the, like when you get to slide down the. You had to crawl through an ear or something, and then slide Come down the into the yeah, slide the down into, the, and yeah. then you had to go up in the nose and grab the flag. What a great show! There's probably a lot of people who are listening who like don't what? know what that show is. I don't know, but I went to it live once at the Palace of Auburn Hills, and it was incredible. Did and you they pulled really? kids out of the audience, but we were in second deck. So they weren't pulling me out. <laughs> just jump, just jump. Uh, anyway, were you done with your part? Uh, well, there's also speculation that there is a uh, you know people are because. They've been putting up sort of um, cryptic messages on Twitter and stuff, and people are deducing that the new trailer is set to come out. Well, not the new trailer, but the only trailer sure. is set to come out sometime next week. Okay. So that's I'm pretty in. exciting. So I'm still, listen, like, that... I, like, even though I'm not getting as excited as I thought I would about seeing Pennywise and stuff like that, I'm still really excited because I've always loved the story. Yeah, I and everybody who has seen it is speaking very highly of it. So I'm not I'm not going to pass judgment on it completely until I see it. I just I'm just, I'm just not it's not grabbing me. Yeah. Just not grabbing me. Well, I'm excited for them to delve into some of the other characters that you like some of the other um incarnations of Pennywise that you didn't get to see in the original sure. miniseries. Sure, sure. You know, like the leper and the I think the flying leeches, mm -hmm. uh, I can't, the, the giant dog. I can't wait to see that preteen gangbang. Oh yeah. God, Just, that makes me sound terrible. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. We're gonna we're gonna not edit that out. We're actually gonna yeah, go back yeah. and make it so that you say it twelve more times, just mm. to really solidify how much of a creep you are to everybody. <laughs> we can make an eight bit song out of it. <laughs> um, okay, so Ivan Reitman uh, just said the other day that his the plan is still to make a Ghostbusters extended universe, uh, in spite of maybe the poor reactions that the all female. 
Ghostbusters got. And I keep hearing about this Ghostbusters movie. Is this like, is this a thing? Like, what, what is Ghostbusters? Um, <laughs> well, uh, there was, I think the, the original cartoon had like a monkey in it. Yeah. Um, oh, Johnny Chimpo, you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm on, I'm on, your, I'm on the right page then. Um, no, there was an actual original Ghostbusters show. Oh yeah, I remember. Okay, okay. I used to watch the hell out of it. I had I some never, of the I've toys seen too. It. I'd never seen it. Oh man, it was awesome. Anyway, though, um, yeah, the the plan is to still make more. They have an animated Ghostbusters movie coming out in 2019 or 2020. And I'm thinking to myself, that's we're already almost a year removed from the from Paul Feig's Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's going to be another three years before we even get the animated one that they just worked on. Yeah. And then they're planning on doing films. At, I feel like how for how long this has been stretched out, even before the Paul Feig movie, before Harold Ramis died, it was like five or six years before then they've been talking about doing yeah. it. At what <clears throat> point is this getting dragged on way too long? Like, do, are, are people going to even care about it as much as they cared about it five years ago? Five years from now? Yes. I, I mean, don't think they will. I, I think I think that the I, I, it's dropping off, so people are less excited. But I think once once something re- like once something becomes real, people are going to start to get really excited again. Aren't I don't know. you? Yeah, I mean, kind of not really. With with Harold Ramis gone now, with yeah. Bill Murray probably never signing on to anything, I feel as though they're they're just pushing this shell of an idea, and there's not a whole lot living in it anymore. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, it's an empty shell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I get the idea behind an empty shell, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Whoa. We just... <laughs> Did we talk about the... Uh, there's a new movie, an Easter-themed horror movie coming out. Did we speak of this before? <laughs> no. I, 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 no, but I've heard about I, it. I, I, I've heard of it, and that's why I wasn't sure if we, uh, I mean, we spoke is, about it. I mean, this is perfect for the, with Easter coming up, so, yes, so tell so us about there, it. There's not too many Easter-themed horror movies. Start start with but, the... Tell us the name. Uh, that's not true. The Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's an Easter-themed movie. It's not a horror. He said horror movie. Or what, no, no, what am I thinking of? The uh, Mel Gibson's uh, The Passion of the Christ, which there are a lot of people who consider The Passion of the Christ the last true exploitation movie because of how crazy violent it is. I've never seen it. No, but it is. But technically, it's an Easter movie. You know, <laughs> fair enough. Technically okay. speaking, it's an Easter movie. <laughs> and there's some horrific scenes in there. I'm sure I've never seen it. But... At that, there is a Easter themed horror the movie end. with a giant freaking scary bunny. It's called <laughs> Say the, it. the uh, I can't Say the, it. the the Beaster Bunny. <laughs> the Beaster Bunny. That's awesome. Oh, I think that's all you really the, need to say. Like we don't even know, need to know what it's about. The, really, I oh, giant fifty foot man eating Easter Bunny is on the loose, and the townsfolk don't stand to hop in hell. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm gonna watch that for sure. Oh yeah. That's like right in line with Frankenfish, <laughs> yep, yep. which I watched and I loved. It's very much. It's also very much in line with Poultry Guys. Mm, see? Uh, yeah. yeah, just keep this. Keep it rolling. Is Troma making it? Because that would only make it better. <laughs> I don't think they are, but no. I actually meant to watch the trailer before I came here, but I forgot to. Uh, anyway, you got anything else? I do. Um, have you ever heard of this movie called Raw? Uh, yeah, I've been hearing a lot yeah, about so it. Yeah, so have you ever heard of this, Jay? No, I haven't. So not. there's this movie called Raw that is hitting the uh, festival circuit right now and whatnot. And it's it's being described as one of the most um, visually disgusting movies mm-hmm. like ever made. Like, there's scenes where uh, like some people who love horror, who have seen everything, are nauseous to the point of wanting to vomit because of what they're seeing on the screen. Really? Uh, yeah, it's about... Um, 
the movie's about a girl. Uh, she's a vegetarian and she's going to vet school. And she gets hazed in her first year with like a bunch of meat and stuff. And I think she has to eat something or whatever. Yeah. And she has this insatiable like food lust for raw meat after this. Ugh. And it, and it's it's hypersexual and it's hyper uh, gory and everything else. You know, it's like one of those weird, just uh. makes you feel all slimy inside kind of movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing something for the movie that that you haven't seen since the seventies. And that is when they're, when you're being seated, you're getting you're you're being given barf bags <laughs> in the wow. theater. And these are things that and I'm sure they're printed the, raw or whatever. Like yeah, these are things you haven't seen since the seventies when yeah. they used to try to get people into the theater by doing gimmicks and whatnot. Right. Yeah. I was and, gonna say pro- this time around, like it it used to be le- legitimate back then. Like they thought people might actually need them. It's well, probably it more. A, it's it probably it more. Of both. gimmick now you know uh, it was a little bit of both but I guess they only started doing it because people were talking about how they were feeling nauseous so they got the idea to to give out these barf bags that's awesome I'd love to have one of those <laughs> not full but I'd love to have one <laughs> I, got, I buy one on eBay and it just comes in like <laughs> used oh, just chunky gross um, how much would you uh, bid on it <laughs> given oh, given his affinity for bidding on useless pieces of paper, right, I'm guessing news, a couple hundred bucks. When the news is over, should I do a part five? Yes, I guess. Um, let's finish the news yep, up real quick yep. then. Uh, so there is a uh, there's a new Alien Covenant poster. It teases that uh, the Queen may be back. Yep, that's what that. people are talking about. The poster's also, sweet. Yeah, the poster's really cool. But I also noticed that. Um, I no, I I can't I couldn't find a picture. I'll keep searching for it when if we take a break or if uh, or like after the show or something. But there was either a Game of Thrones poster released recently, or it was a it was like a short teaser trailer, and it looked exactly like this Alien Covenant poster, really? where it was like just this huge like broad shot of like every cast, every member of the cast, and like. And it was and it was all in like gray tones, just like the 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 Alien Covenant poster. Mm-hmm. And they were all kind of like you know, some people were grabbing each other's throats, some people were about to throw a punch, and it looked exact. It, I'm saying it like it looked exactly like that poster. So hmm. interesting. I don't know. I do. I I I gotta find it so that I can tell you what I'm. So I can show you what I'm talking about because otherwise this is just dumb and you know me talking, it, thinking out loud. The first but. thing that I thought when I saw it is it reminded me of this past year's Royal Rumble poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. <laughs> did, I, did it no, look it did. Like yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it was like it was like a it was like a uh, <laughs> it was like a, a stone sculpture of all the different gladiators battling it out in their underwear yeah <laughs> very manly things <laughs> naturally uh the last thing i have to say is uh just that we were we were if anybody doubted us about the movie bone tomahawk yes uh robert england himself has uh has told i i think i actually think it was on tmz or something like that it was that's where he's he walking through a parking structure an airport airport or something they asked him, what's the scariest movie you've seen recently? And he said, "This the, the movie that really hit me the hardest recently is this movie called Bone Tomahawk. And, you know, if, right. if you heard us talk about it and you weren't convinced, now Freddy Krueger is telling you to go watch it. So yes, sir. go watch and it. He doesn't get awesome. scared of shit. He doesn't get scared of nothing. <laughs> I got one last other thing real quick. I um, uh, saw a YouTube ad for a movie called The Thinning that they're advertising. It's a YouTube original on YouTube Red. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard of it before, but I, I didn't skip it in the five seconds because it caught my attention right away, mm-hmm. and, it, and it looked interesting. It was about this group of um, 
their president is wanting to get rid of all the people that are maybe not as smart as others because they're running out of resources in the country and they want to just thin the herd basically to keep all of the smart people in there to help rebuild the, the nation. Seems um, seems kind of relevant. And, uh, <laughs> and they have to take this test. And Is if this... they fail the test, they they get eliminated and they get pulled away by these guys in black masks. It's like a, like a standardized test. This has a lot. A, like a lot of undertones because there's I mean, say, is not this, only is this a documentary I, I, <laughs> but but however though um, it shows on the thinnings IMDB page that it was released October 2016 it probably hit festivals is my guess yeah. it hit the festival circuit in 16 which is technically speaking when it was released you know theatrically but probably they, they not show it. YouTube then at the time YouTube probably bought it YouTube Red probably bought it at the festival, and Fair now enough. they are putting it out. A lot. Oh, there's a lot of movies, especially indies. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see those dates, and right. Yeah. It yeah. does look interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it pretty, I, I noticed uh, w- one of the dudes, uh, Logan Paul. Logan yep. Paul or yep. Paul? Yeah, Logan Paul. He's a. I, I think he became one of the, like Vine famous. You know, like he was one of those famous Vine stars, is which that- is ridiculous that we have Vine stars. I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool in a way but at the same time like the fact that people are elevating other people to extreme fame based on like little six seconds i just clips, feel like i just feel like it's kind of strange giving all of these people fame off of youtube and vine and twitter or whatever you know i feel like all we're doing is like we're we're cloning justin bieber's <laughs> I, I i feel like that's all we're doing uh, and so give it give it 10 years and this whole world is going to be overrun by and ran by these schmucks that didn't have to do anything there to deserve some, anything. There are some really, like, I, I will say this, there are some really talented people who can do some crazy things with Vine. Like, there was, uh, uh, I think his name is Zach King, and he's he's famous for doing, like, crazy editing on in these six-second oh, yeah, yeah. clips on Vine that, like, you shouldn't be able to do. Yeah. So, and he's, like, some of, some of his stuff is amazing. Uh, like, it's warranted in that situation but people who are just like there's there's kids who are getting famous just because they they get on there and they do, like they do the Dougie whatever that is for like six seconds and then like a bunch of 12 year old girls are like oh my god watch me dab yeah exactly like guys <laughs> I just, thought that was a drug at first when I first said well, 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 it's, it's, I think the move the dab is based off of like when you do dab which is <laughs> some kind of concentrated like uh THC, uh, THC yeah. and then you cough, you go, <coughs> which is funny because we got, uh, well, we didn't get, but there's a picture of Aaron's grandma on Instagram dabbing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm almost certain she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. That's funny. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, like you said, it's, it's gotten to the point where anybody can be famous, which I do, that's not necessarily a good thing. Unless it's working for us. I don't like it. Like the cat, like the Catch Me Outside. How about that girl is about to become a millionaire? I read today. A millionaire uh, for being yeah. a piece of shit. Well, <laughs> like, hey, that she, sucks. She cashed outside. Yeah. Oh, she did. She cashed it out. <laughs> they cashed her outside. That's oh, it. Gosh. I mean, so is that what we talk- got to do? We got to ask for it. Yeah. That's it. That's you just, it. You, you, <laughs> Please give me money in the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it. We'll try it. How we'll make a that, video. <laughs> All right. Come All on. Right, my last piece of news is uh, Zombie Land Two. Was once thought to be dead. It is not. Apparently, it is undead. Apparently, the script is written, 
all of the cast has read it and want to return. And now all they're doing is they are they're pestering the shit out of the chairman at Fox to greenlight it. <laughs> and that's what they're waiting on. That's awesome. So because I mean, like, that, like, that, like, like Emma Stone, Stone has become a huge I celebrity. It's a, that's since a no brainer. Uh, yeah, that's a no brainer. Emma Stone just won Oscars. Yeah, make her fucking movie. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Come on. The fact that she wants to do it. That yep. should be enough for you to... He, they, yeah. they basically said it was the same thing that happened with uh, Deadpool. They just pestered and pestered and pestered until finally he goes, fine, make the movie. And so that's what they're hoping for. Right. <laughs> and look how that turned out. Deadpool? Yeah. Deadpool? Cool. It was a success. Pool. Dead. Yes. Um, that's it for the news. Boom! That was the news. <laughs> All right. Well, all right. Um, so before before we get into it, yeah, tell us before we get into it. Spin us a spin us a little story I, here. I almost did a dumb thing. <laughs> Luckily, I lost by nothing. If that makes any kind of sense. So we were out for your birthday the other night, and uh, it was about six o'clock, and I get a notification on my phone: the fifth auction for the Evil Dead tickets oh, <laughs> are coming to a close. <laughs> I uh, I wait I wait until the final minute. And I put in a two hundred dollar bid. Oh, dude! Whew. So this was at midnight? No, it was at six o'clock. I was waiting at Green Dot. I could buy a half a Stables. pair of new Jordans for that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was at Green Dot Stables. We were in the waiting room before you guys. Great burger place in Detroit, but oh yeah, yeah. So uh, or slider place rather. So we we're in there. I wait for a minute to go. I put two hundred dollars in. It goes up. It goes up. It goes up. And then with like ten seconds left, two o three. Really. And I go, and I'm looking at it, and I was like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, 2.15, go. <laughs> and I did 2.15 at, like, one second left. And? It went through. And the winning bid for the auction? Yeah. 2.15. So? The other person, other person's max bet must have been 2.15. Yeah. And because they put it in before I did and we oh. tied, <laughs> it went to that person. Oh. <laughs> If I would have done two sixteen, I would have gotten them. Now, now, it's just now, not meant to that, be. I no shit, right? Now that being said, part of me was a little bit happy because, damn it, I do not need to be spending two hundred and fifteen dollars on four pieces of paper. No, I would relentlessly <laughs> make fun of you for the rest um, of your life, probably. I would have probably light them on fire. I would oh. also, yeah, I'd probably tear them up. I'd come into your bedroom and they're just... back up now for a sixth time, uh, and they're sitting at fifty one dollars. Just walk away, dude. I think I just need to set myself a limit and not go above that limit. What's your What's your limit? Seven hundred dollars. <laughs> I'll probably go at one fifty at the max, but yeah. I don't think I'll get it. No. I, and I, well, what, what I realized too, though, is that the only reason they got bid up this one time it was because of me. Mm-hmm. If I would not have bid two hundred, I guarantee you they would have sold for one sixty, one seventy, because that jump was huge. Yeah. So it's like, is it my fault that? They got as high as they did for the last two times because I'm bidding one person up. You're the master of your own destiny, Michael. Well, on, on the bright side, I can go to bed knowing good that I screwed over somebody else and they're paying that much money for them. <laughs> anyway, what a on. dick. I know. All right. Uh, did you watch anything this week that has nothing to do with video games? I did. Okay. I did. I did uh, not. So, okay. So ahead. I watched a movie called Fender Bender. Fender Bender. You heard of this? Uh, just because you told me about it. This was the very first original movie put out by Scream Factory, the oh, releasing okay. label. Cool. Uh, Scream Factory, if you've never heard of them, they uh, get the rights to a lot of old movies, and they put out these awesome special editions. They go back, they do new documentaries, they do new interviews. New cover new art. Ever, new cover art. The cover art's always amazing. Yeah, they, they have actual artists they hire to do them. Uh, like for example, I bought Army of Darkness on uh, the Scream Factory release. Yeah. 
four cuts of the fo- of the film. Really? Four. Four cut like what? Four different cuts of the film. Really? Yeah. Uh, international cut, TV cut, theatrical <clears throat> cut, and director's cut. How much different are? And all... actually, no, there's five. No, no, there's four. How much different are they all? Uh, some of them have completely different endings. Which, if you've seen the director's cut, you've seen it. There's only two different endings. But, yeah. Uh, some stuff has scenes cut out. The TV version has scenes cut in that are not on any of the other cuts. That's always weird when they do that. When you're watching a movie on TV and you're like, I, I know this movie, but I've never seen this scene before. Like, it's weird that they cut in certain scenes. It's like just whatever. for the just for the TV. Yeah, it is. It's it's bizarre. I don't know what the <clears> the. the, the methodology behind it is maybe it's because they have to cut maybe it's they cut other stuff out uh to make it a certain runtime or or even to make it more appropriate for tv and some of those scenes that they cut in are more tv appropriate maybe something like that i have no idea yeah it's it's just speculation but it's bizarre but uh anyway uh it was uh, directed by a guy named mark pavia um now i have not seen it he also directed stephen king's the night flyer have okay. you ever seen it? Yes. I have not. Uh, I've always heard of it. I've just never actually seen it. Uh, other than that, though, he's the one about like the Cessna and the and the uh, like vampiric sort I of creature. I think so, but like I said, yeah, I've I haven't seen, seen it in years. But I did. I think there's something time vampiric ago. about it. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at least the cover art makes it look yeah. that way. There's like some spooky creature. Uh, it is starring Cassidy Freeman, uh, who you might know from Smallville. Uh, she played um, Tess on Smallville. Uh, later, later in the seasons. So I think you've only seen the beginnings a uh, couple seasons. Of yeah, it. I only saw like the uh, first three seasons. Anyway, she was also in that Yellow Brick Road, uh, Yellow Brick Road movie that I mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, she's only in the beginning of this movie though, so I don't know why they say that it's starring her, but whatever. Uh, and then also uh, it's starring a girl named Mackenzie Vega, uh, who when she was a really little girl, she was in the original Saw and uh, Sin City. But uh, as an adult, I couldn't tell you what. Oh, was she? she done, um. Uh, uh, um dr gordon's daughter possibly in the original maybe you, My, oh you don't know who she was <laughs> you i didn't know write who, down she, who she was no okay right on yeah it doesn't matter anyway uh so here's the synopsis uh small new mexico town 17 year old high school girl who just got her driver's license gets into her first fender bender innocently exchanging her personal information with an apologetic stranger who isn't what he seems oh no Yes. And this is actually, the, the premise of this movie is actually something that I've always been kind of creeped out about. You get into a car accident, and you basically give a person everything that they need to know to come kill you. <laughs> like what? That doesn't work. Oh, your oh, address, oh, oh. your phone number, your, oh, your when you get, yeah. everything. Yeah, you give them the, your life. Yeah. only thing you're not giving them is like your social security number. Right. You know, I've always thought that was a little bit weird. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. And this movie is exactly about that. Really? This, she... this guy gets into, uh, she gets into a fender bender, the guy comes up, talks to her really fucking creepy mm-hmm. like why this you could tell that she was a little put off by it to begin with mm-hmm. but she still went with it which that's why you weird. call it that's why you call the cops immediately but he but i see i didn't my first accident either though. i don't think i did either <laughs> but he looked at it he goes there's no reason to get the cops involved this was very i hate people like that, that. <laughs> dude i can't tell i haven't been in a lot of accidents it's usually just like minor you know it, not always me like sometimes i've, I've accidentally rear-ended somebody before i've been rear-ended Inevitably, you get the asshole that says, "Man, no, no I reason to get no. the cops involved here." It's like, no, there's every reason to get the cops involved here. I did you creep. I did my very first time, and only because it was my fault, and mm-hmm. I knew it. And so I'm like, "Oh, you don't want to call the cops? Sweet." Oh, really? Let's, let's not call the cops. Yeah, but a lot of times you can't get the uh, you can't do the insurance claim if you don't have a police report. See, That's I re- the problem. I rear-ended someone, and it was his fault. Well, he front 
back ended me. <laughs> we're going we're to we're pull out of a parking lot. And he goes to go, and he stops, and then he throws it in reverse because traffic was coming, and he just flies backwards into the front end of my car, which was already scratched up anyway. And he's like, dude, look at all those scratches. I'm so sorry. I was like, I was like, and you're like, yeah, totally. You just I, did I, all that. I was in a hurry. I was like, just give me 20 bucks, and we'll call it even. 20 bucks? And they gave me 20 bucks. You should have strong-armed him for a little bit more. I was in a hurry. Beer money. College days. <laughs> there, yeah, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, yeah, yeah, no, uh, so, so yeah, so he, uh, so I'm not to give much away, uh, he ends up coming back around the house, you know, she sees him driving around, and then she, some weird things happen. Well, her parents go out of town for the weekend, so she's home by herself, and this leads to one of the most befuddling things I've ever seen in a movie, maybe not ever, but, so she goes to get into the shower, and she's in the shower, you see the door crack open, so clearly the guy's in her house, uh, and then she gets out of the shower, doesn't see anything. And then she goes to her room, picks up her phone, and looks at the pictures. And she sees pictures of her in the shower. Ugh. So she's freaked out. She walks back over to the bathroom door. She notices that there's mud print footprints right outside the door. Didn't even take his shoes off. Her first, her <laughs> first instinct though is, "Mom, Dad, are you home?" <laughs> Yes, mom and dad came home and they started taking pictures of you in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> what sense does this make? <laughs> Close family? Yeah, super, you know, just super like, affectionate. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, that's where you go? <laughs> I just I just wanted to show my daughter how beautiful she looks. I guess. And then the other thing that killed me is right after the initial accident happens, she has her phone on her dashboard. She FaceTimes and is talking FaceTiming to somebody while she's driving again, right after getting into an accident. Oh, what a jerk. Dummy. <laughs> um, okay, Sign so, of the times, though. I'm, there's probably a ton of people who oh, do that, I'm sure right? FaceTiming. I'm sure there are. And they think for some reason that's safer. And she's looking down. I'm not using my hands, so it's okay. For big blocks while she's driving. And it's uh. like. What are you doing? Look at the road. I still remember the time the guy in the freeway reading a book while he was driving. Think of the past. Oh, dude. It's a thing of the past. No one reads books while driving anymore. You got electronic devices. I, I mean, as as early as like three years ago, I saw a dude full on like a like a full on like New York Times <laughs> spread out over his steering wheel on six ninety six. People drive like crazy people yep, yep. on six ninety six, and this asshole's reading a newspaper. I've seen. I've seen. I've like, seen. What are you doing, gentlemen? I have seen the newspaper and bowl of cereal all in one before. The bowl of cereal on the on the freeway. There's a guy who's driving with his knees. He had the the newspaper. Oh, it was the same the, dude. Yeah. Doing, oh yeah, my god. On the, on the front on the on the steering wheel, he's driving with his knees. And he has bowl like this, and he's like he's eating, reading the newspaper, driving with his knees on the freeway. I love it. I would have like I would have like uh, like gotten right next to him, got his attention, and then like you put your hands just kind of hovering over your wheel. And then do one of these, where it looks like you're jerking the wheel toward him. So I should have gone up next to him, like Tony the Tiger thinks you're a dick. <laughs> Your driving's not great. <laughs> all right. Anyway, anyway finish um, up this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so all all of those little things aside, I really, really uh, thought this movie was okay. <laughs> Just okay. Just okay. Yeah. Um, the the killer, they tried to do the whole mask and like a a. a a homemade weapon deal like Freddy Krueger or whatever, you know, and it didn't work. He had like a black leather gimp mask on with, uh, with like, um, like glass eyes. Like, yeah. You know, the, like the, 
like gas mask sort of circular glass eyes. Yeah. And then the mouth was cut out with silver slits going down it. Looked like it, it could have been a Slipknot mask. Oh, is that gotcha. actually what it looked like? Well, but actually, not a very I, scary version of it. Actually, that that would be like a mix of I don't know why I know so much about Slipknot. Would be like no, it'd be like a mix of because Paul Gray at one point in time had the metal bars across okay, his okay. mouth, and then uh, Sid Wilson. Usually does right, like the right. big uh, like gas mask yes. glass eyes. Yeah, so kind of a mix between those two. It just didn't. It looked cheesy. Like it. Yeah, looked... the whole the whole like leather gimp mask thing. I know that was supposed to be freaky, but for some reason, yeah. Jay's showing me a picture right now. Yeah, that's not scary at no, all. No, not at all. And his weapon that he I mean, used. Well, is... hey, well, hold on. Let me be clear. If somebody broke into my house and they were wearing that thing, that would be scary. But I think it's the nose. I think it's the nose pieces. That's what kills it's it. Two for little me. pop rivets. Yeah. It, yeah. That's what oh, made me like kill it. Looks like rivets, yeah. It's like a little piggy nose. <laughs> no, if somebody came into my house wearing that, it would scare the shit sure, out of me. Sure. But like in a movie, that's not very scary. You're like, why isn't the guy just wearing like a pullover mask? <laughs> yeah. Or like well, a beanie his, cap. And then his knife that he used, it was a retractable blade, but instead of just holding like a, a hilt like you normally would, uh-huh. there was a handle that came off of the hilt. It was a picture holding an iron, yeah. and then there's a retractable blade that comes out of the tip. Oh, that's weird. It was hmm. dumb. It was really dumb. It doesn't seem very practical. Um, yeah, and and the and there's I don't know it's got it's, it's got its issues, but it's an okay movie slasher home invasion movie. Give it a score out of ten. Out of ten, uh, five being just five, okay. Five being middle of middle, middle of the, the road, road, I guess. Yeah, five point five. You know, it's funny. Honestly, we've, we've talked about this before because I like I I always argued that a five is kind of a terrible score for a movie. It's middle of the road. Well. I mean, if you got a fifty, like a if you, zero is an F, a ten is an A. If you if you took a test and you got fifty percent, that's an E. Yeah, but that's that's not how things get graded in the movie world, though. Isn't it though? No. Mm, isn't no, it no, though? No, no. <laughs> I don't think it is anywhere. Actually, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's not argue this. <laughs> anyway, that was Fender Bender. Um, All right. So can we start talking about video game movies now? Oh sure. Talking about video game. Video. Video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with one that we started the show with. How about that? Um, okay. I can't remember. Oh! <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil from 2002. How many That's of those eight bits you've been sipping on over there, Jim? <laughs> Just seven. Um, we, uh, so Resident Evil from 2002. This is my first time I've ever seen this movie. Okay. But you have seen the sequels. I I haven't seen the sequels. I, I did see the second one, which okay. is uh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yep. I saw that one in theaters. For some reason, I skipped by the first one and then went and saw the sequel in theaters. Yes. Dumb. I'm a dumb person. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> well, yeah, you are, but... But, uh, yeah, um, it was directed by Paul... W.S. W.S. Anderson. Who is married to Mila Jovovich. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then they, they met on they, set of this movie, They met on the right? set of Resident Evil, and they married like a year later. Yeah. Um... Actually, uh, George Romero was originally attached to to, to uh, direct. You can actually Resident read Evil. George Romero's script. Oh, you can. It's on. It's available online. Uh, I have not actually read it, and I've been told that if you didn't play the games, it's not going to make a lot of sense because it's very heavy, uh, heavy-handed on what the games did. Whereas uh, Paul Anderson's versions of the movies, like uh, the, the character of Alice that Mila Jovovich plays, mm-hmm. is not in the games at all. She's okay. she she was made all almost all the characters were made up for it. Um, they, oh, because uh, R- Ramiro's originally like his original protagonist was Jill Valentine, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, she was in Apocalypse. 
the yes, second movie. Yes, she was. But um, the, so the movies the movies bring in elements from the games here and there sporadically, but they're used very differently. Like, yeah, they're not always there. like in the first one, the mansion was there, right? Yeah. In the video game, that the mansion is called the Spencer Mansion, which is why in the movie Resident Evil, her husband's name was Spencer. Oh yeah. But it's not called the Spencer Mansion. You know, what I'm saying? it's like stuff like that. You know. <laughs> right. Um, the liquors were in. Resident Evil. The liquors are the beasts, yep. by the way, like the uh, the the creepy mutated beasts yep. with long tongue. tongues. Yeah, well, there's only one in the in the movie, but. Uh, oh yeah, well I'm see I'm still thinking about Apocalypse because they're all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so also, it, what? Go ahead. I'll just say they also mentioned the Nemesis project at the end, and That's right, Resident yeah. Evil Three is Resident Evil Three Nemesis. So right. like, they they did take bits and pieces and put them in, but it's in a completely different like story arc. Yeah, yeah, they kind of like they kind of like threw together two or three of the games into one movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know what Resident Evil is about, it's a, a special military unit fights a powerful, out-of-control supercomputer and hundreds of scientists who have mutated into flesh-eating creatures after a laboratory accident. So what you're saying is Zambies. 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 <laughs> Which I, I, like the, I, I like the fact that they never once call them zombies in this yeah. movie. Because they are zombies. Oh, they're absolutely they're yeah they're viral viral zombies. Yeah, That's I exactly I, what it was. I like the fact that they never call them zombies. This movie it reminded me when I rewatched it that uh, it has one of my favorite death scenes in it, and I completely forgot about it during our uh, top ten. What's up? And that is the girl with her head sticking out of the elevator in the beginning. Yeah. Oh my god, it, it, it makes my stomach drop every time <laughs> I watch it. Which that's not. I mean. It doesn't even that's, show it. It doesn't that, even show no, it. No, it doesn't even show it. That's, that's not the first time that's been used, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure that same type of death has showed up in other movies, Probably right? has, but that's what I remember it from. Yeah. It's from Resident Evil. Right on. Um, but yeah, I just I remember when she they, when she falls the first time, she stops like an inch from the ground. Mm -hmm. My stomach, my heart was just <laughs> in my stomach. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, and then when she's like, and then she got her head's like pointed up and the, the uh, elevator starts to go back up and she's just like, get me out, get me out, get me out. Yep. What a helpless feeling that would be. You got your head stuck well, outside of an elevator and it's going up. Maybe mm. don't try to squeeze your body out of a hole the size of a shoebox. Yeah. What are you, an octopus? <laughs> <laughs> nice, James. Nice. <laughs> uh, so we already said that the movie was starring Mila Jovovich. It's also starring Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. And one of her... Breakout roles? Would you say? No, I'm not sure that I was familiar with her before this movie. Oh, really? So breakout to me. Okay. Um, I uh, I it's it wasn't a terrible character. I was kind of like I didn't I didn't fully like her uh, her portrayal. I guess. Oh no. I just she like the like that overly like mean kind of like where. She's, she's a soldier, man. She's always, yeah, but everybody else in that movie is a soldier too. But she's doing the thing where she's like, she, she, her face is always turned down and she's always looking at people out of the, like, the, like where her eyes are pointed up. I can't describe this. You know what I'm talking she's about, though. Just give them that, that, like shit that stare. mean face. And so like mean, every, she's mean mugging. Yeah, she's mean mugging. <laughs> and every, and every line she delivers is just like, like, I'm the most badass you're ever. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it, like, she never softened up at all, which is, it's fine for a character to not soften up, but you'd think that in their situation, she would, you know, you, you've, you've come to trust the people who are trying to help you out. You'd think you'd soften up a little bit. Well, I don't that's, know. If that's just who the character was though, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, also starring James Purefoy. Mm, mm -hmm. If you don't know who he is, which you might not, if you've ever seen the show, The Following. 
on on Fox. Mm-hmm. He played uh, uh, Joe Carroll, who is pr- one of my favorite like episodic show characters of all time because he's just maniacal and insane. And I always meant to watch that show and so I never good. did. Oh, it's so cool. Is it still on? No. No, they canceled it. Oh. I think they got three seasons in, and the first season was amazing. The second season lost a little bit of steam, and the third season went off the rails, and that was it. Really? But um, I remember seeing an so episode good, and like seeing his performance, and I was like, man, he's evil. That's cool. Yeah, he was really, really and good. And then like his followers would wear masks that looked just like his face. Yep. Yep. That was creepy. Yeah, it's, it's it's creepy as shit. If we ever do a uh, cult episode, then I'm gonna have to bring that show up because oh yeah, that's for exactly sure. what it is. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, so you, you liked it though? Like you said, this was your first time seeing it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I knew I was going to because I like the I I haven't played the games a ton, but I've uh, I have played them enough to like be familiar with the with the universe and like I don't know. I just I it was a cool fun ridiculous action thriller movie you know it's it's the definition of popcorn cinema yeah it really is and a lot of the movies we're going to talk about today are that though popcorn popcorn cinema with a horror twist because and and that's like right up our alley because a, a lot of popcorn cinema like um i don't know the fast and furious movies it's just like straight action and yeah and blah 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 this has got the horror twist on it which you know brings folks like us out it's and I, I dig that. Yeah, and, and one of the things that they did really well in this movie, and I didn't even notice it until I, I had read about it, is, you know in a video game where you'll be mowing down a ton of guys and the bodies pile up, and then you'll leave the room, and then you'll come back like two seconds later. You might have even accidentally walked out of the room. Mm-hmm. And then you walk back in, all the bodies are gone. <laughs> that disappoints me when I'm trying to pile them up. <laughs> I know, I right? turn around my mistake, oh, start over. Uh, Operation <laughs> Human Shield <laughs> failed. <laughs> no, but in the movie, there's a scene, uh, they're in a hallway, and this laser comes and it kills like half the 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 crew spoilers um and it's funny because they're chopped into like little pieces and then in like the very next scene all the body pieces are gone (laughs) (laughs) and uh like i said i never noticed it until i read about it and i was like oh my god they totally do that Uh it's like those little minute little details intentionally to to make it like a call out to the game that's funny uh it's just just stuff like that if you're a video game lover you'll pick that kind of stuff up and even though these movies aren't Amazing, yeah. I I like them personally. I do too. Um, they're not amazing, but they're definitely video game movies. Like they're think, made for a very specific audience. I, I think. think. I think a lot of it comes at like, uh, uh, to me, Mila Jovovich really makes these movies. I agree. She's a freaking rock star in these movies because, like, first of all, she does all of her own stunts, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, and I I think she does for pretty much every movie she's ever made, right? I believe so. Don't quote me on that, but I believe she's done majority of them at least it's that's cool i respect the hell out of actors in in hollywood who like even though tom cruise has become a complete insane person the fact that he does all of his own stunts including like the hanging off the side of an airplane in the last mission impossible movie yeah Yeah. that's really awesome like the people who really put the work into into um you know into doing this stuff and oh maybe tom cruise thought he was going to see a space god though (laughs) Maybe that's why he strapped himself into the side of a plane. I'm on my way, Space Lord. <laughs> space Lord, mother, mother. <laughs> Was that Monster Magazine? <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling out the old guys, man. <laughs> no, I mean uh, like she, like like that, like the there's like one scene in particular that people really like is the part where she's being chased by the Doberman. Yeah, and those she Dobermans jump- are creepy. Yeah, as they're shit, super dude. creepy, and uh, she like jumps off the wall and like 
does a kick backwards and like kicks this freaking dog's head off. Doesn't really kick it off, but or does it? Does it fly no. off? Uh, no, I don't think so. It took her like three months to to train to, yep. just for that one scene. That's that's incredible. Well, the amount of work that because they could have just called a stunt person in. Stunt person probably could have just done it like that day, or you know, took a few takes or whatever. But the fact that she puts that hard work into like training and training and training to be able to do this stuff by herself, I think that's really cool. She had said too that uh, that this is the hardest film that she had ever made up until that point. Oh really? Like this was the most intense movie that she had ever done, and it's not from the looks of it, she loved doing it. Oh yeah. Um, that being said, the, one of the ongoing themes of all of these video game movies mm-hmm. is the the change up in casting last minute. And people who were considered for this or whatever or were attached to it for a while dropping off. Like all these moves that we're gonna talk about seem to be plagued with just cast changes left and right. Yeah. And in this one, uh Alice was originally set to be played by Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it. That would have been a bad uh, casting choice in, I, my, in my opinion I actually heard after after Sarah Michelle Gellar turned it down they offered it to Gwyneth Paltrow Ugh. that would have been it's very Keanu of me Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean like Sarah Michelle Gellar being Buffy and stuff like I could I can kind of see it well I can see her kind of pulling off the badass like action star thing but like Gwyneth Paltrow can't see it which would have which and this could have made it even worse if Sarah Michelle Gellar had gotten the role mm-hmm. uh the the character of Matt Addison which I, I believe Matt was one of the soldiers if I'm not mistaken Matt that yeah. was uh no Matt was um Eric, Eric Mabius that was um the guy who was in the hive trying to find his sister Yes. Why do you say yes? Why? Because he was originally cast as, uh, or David Boreanaz was originally uh. cast in that <laughs> role. So I was like, did they, did Sarah Michelle Gellar and David Boreanaz get cast separately, and just it was weird, or do you think they cast them both at the same time, trying to bank on that Buffy Angel success? Probably, yeah, maybe. I could definitely see see like whereas I can't really see Sarah Michelle Gellar in that role, I could see David Boreanaz in that role. But if you were to cast them together, though, all it, I would see is right. it would be a Buffy, Buffy and Angel, Angel spin-off zombie episode. <laughs> right. like, that's that's all I would see. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it would have been really weird. So I'm happy they didn't do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the 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 way it ended up going, I I thought it was really awesome. So one of the more fascinating tidbits that I picked up about this movie, though, uh, is and I don't know if you picked up on any of this. The whole movie is essentially like a retelling of Alice in Wonderland. Have you ever heard about this theory? Um, yeah, bits and they and talk pieces. about it in the, in the commentary, which is where I had first heard of it. Yeah, uh, they talk about it, so I think the theory has has legs. Um, but there's a lot of different things that in the speak commentary to... they actually talk about it. Yeah, they mention certain things. Oh, so I mean, so that's what I'm saying. I, so it I doesn't think... even have legs, really. It's like it's confirmed. Um, I want to go through some of the some of the finer points here because okay. it's fascinating to me. All right, main character's name is Alice. Dear. The computer's name is the Red Queen. Oh. To enter the hive, they go through the hallway of mirrors, which is like Alice through the looking glass, okay. through the mirror. Uh, there's also a scene at the very end where Matt is sitting on a ledge, uh, and Rain and JD hear the first zombie. And in the commentary, they refer to that as being like the caterpillar. Oh, uh, okay. Sitting up on the wall. Sitting up on the, on the leaf, yeah. Yep. Or on the leaf, rather. Uh, and then <laughs> or also... No, a to- uh, toadstool, 
right? Yes, sitting up <laughs> high somewhere. Smoking yes. his hookah. Uh, and the, the, the last big one is that uh, when Alice wakes up in the bathroom in the beginning, she's lying next to a like chessboard type floor, mm-hmm. which is yeah. also in Alice in Wonderland. Right. And then uh, at the very end, when they exit the mansion, they're on the other side of the chessboard, which uh... is like signaling the beginning of the game and the end of the game. Oh my. So it's just stuff like that. And Checkmate. So, I'm sure that was all intentional. Nothing that I in a million years would have ever noticed. Though, yeah, no. You know? <laughs> uh, but it's just kind of fascinating to, you know. Yeah, that's cool. To see that movies do stuff. Very <laughs> To see that movies do stuff. <laughs> all right, let's move on, shall we? Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. move on to one of your favorites. Um, oh, okay. Let's do it. Uh, one of my favorites being Silent Hill, which this, this movie, uh, it kind of catches a lot of flack. It's it's kind of actually I do the uh, it's got like a six point six on on IMD mm-hmm. IMDb which you know it's not terrible it's not great it's got a thirty one on Metacritic that, that seems unwarranted I I don't know man like I don't from the first time that I saw this movie something something about the tone and the mood about it like I just I thought it was awesome and it really was um, they did a lot of things that were faithful to the game. Like in the game, uh, um, your character has a, a, a cell—is it a cell phone in the game, or is it a, like a walkie-talkie? It's a, walk, it's a radio. Yeah, it's a. Oh, it's a, it's a radio. That's right. And every time you get close to something supernatural, you start to get static and feedback on and the they radio. Did that with the, with Same the thing. With, yeah, uh, with Rada Mitchell, uh, Rose De Silva. She's got the cell phone hanging around her neck, and every time she comes close to something supernatural, mm-hmm. she starts to get weird feedback and stuff. Uh, if you don't know anything about Silent Hill. It's about a woman, Rose, who goes in search for her adopted daughter, uh, Sharon, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, within the confines of a strange, desolate town called Silent Hill. That's, yeah, that, they're, they're, they're leaving a lot out of that synopsis. Well, it makes it sound the, like, like the, her daughter just just randomly missing. <laughs> well, yeah, the, well, the point of a synopsis is, is to just give you like yeah, a I little know. tidbit of what you're getting yourself into uh, to draw you in. I just feel like they could have been a little bit more descriptive. That's sure, why not? <laughs> well, this, uh, so, so Rose is, um, Rose and uh, Christopher, who's played by Sean Bean, uh-huh. they have this daughter, uh, Sharon, and she's adopted. And they really don't know much about where she came from. Wasn't she? She was at an orphanage? She was at an orphanage. Uh, they didn't say, they couldn't tell them where she came from, just that she was there and she was able to be adopted, right. essentially. And she keeps having like these uh, like nightmares where she gets up in the middle of the night and she'll like walk off into the she distance. Sleepwalks. Yeah, she she's sleepwalks. Right. Yeah, she sleepwalks. She's a sleepwalker. And, uh, and, 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 they decide, and she keeps drawing these creepy pictures and talking about this place called Silent Hill when she's dreaming. And so Rose decides that to kind of uh, put an end to this mystery and, and see if there there can be some kind of closure, she's going to see if she can try and take Sharon and find Silent Hill. Uh-huh. So they embark on this journey together, and they end up in a car accident, and then it kind of gets weird after that. Yeah. Everything kind of. I just I love as soon as as soon as uh, they get in that car accident and Rose wakes up and Sharon is gone, the the atmosphere in this movie I think is amazing because it is. There's there's like this uh, 
uh, a fire that's burning deep down underneath the city of which Silent is, Hill, which is based on a real place. Yeah, I've I've read about yeah, that. Yeah, it's a city. It's, cre- it's a town. I forget the name of the town, but it's in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. And uh, they had to evacuate the city because there's, uh, I think it's natural gas. It's a coal, coal fire or a coal fire. Yeah. And it was it was a coal mining town. Yeah. And like if you go there, like there's they have uh, they have like these pipes drilled into into the earth or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can uncap them and see like. The burning, the, the, the yeah. burning and stuff. It's, and it's been it's burning insane. for like forty plus yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I can't. I, the fact that a place like that exists in real life is crazy to me. Yeah, that's really you know? creepy. And so that's what they based um, the city of uh, or the town of Silent Hill off of in the movie. Because once she wakes up and uh, and she's trying to find Sharon. She thinks she thinks that it's snowing at first until uh-huh. she realizes like she reaches out and catches one of the snowflakes and realizes that it's ash. Like ash, yeah. So there's just like just ash floating and, and the whole town is like kind of covered in this like dark gray haze. Super creepy and atmospheric. And I love the score from the movie because I was a I I I was I would say I'm a I was a big fan. I wasn't a huge fan, like I didn't play a ton of the games. But I played enough of the games to where when I went to see this movie, I got really nostalgic because almost the entire score, save for a few pieces, are, are actually directly from the game. Yeah. I think so, the only like, thing when I was watching it, I just watched it for the first time the other day. I had never actually seen this mm-hmm. entire movie, as we've talked about before. Um, the only piece of music that seemed like it was like from pop culture, I think, was the Johnny Cash song. Yeah, uh, Ring of Fire, Ring right. of Fire, or Man of Black, uh, Ring of Ring Fire, Fire, Ring of Fire. That would make more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that does make sense. You're right. <laughs> now, both of you guys played the video game. I have played it. I never, I never got deep into the series. Yeah, I have me, played it though. me too. I've actually played like several of them, but I was, they were never like I never got super, super into them. See, now I never played the Silent Hill games. Yeah. So when I went to see the movie, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Oh, really? And so you see this like creepy deformed guy, blah, 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 with his tongue hanging out, coming at you, and I was like, holy shit! It, it, it was creepy as hell. It was, oh, you're it, talking about the like the janitor? Yeah. Where he was all contorted and like just and, the whole just the 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 air raid siren coming on. It just created this whole atmosphere that was that insane. was are you talking about the guy who's in the theater bent too, like backwards that. into a U and he's got barbed wire around his forehead that's wrapped to his feet yeah it's and wrapped he's it's pulling ra- himself on his hand yeah. oh it was so creepy it was the janitor because uh, you know they, they go into some at one point in the movie they, they give you some flashback history of why this town is the way it is mm-hmm. and I, should we do should we do spoilers here um, yeah, yeah 2006 uh, it's Essentially, the town of Silent Hill is sort of like purgatory. Yep. Like the people in the town, the the townsfolk did this really terrible thing at one point in time, and now they're kind of stuck in this like eternal hell. I did not expect. We said spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah. I did not expect like the whole culty feel. Oh. At the end of it, did not expect that at all. I knew nothing about the ending going into this. Well, it's supposed. To, I mean, it's supposed to be Christian, like super fundamentalist, sure, like sure. crazy Christian people. Um, but yeah, it definitely comes across as like a weird cult. It, yeah, it absolutely does. You know, and, well, you have one ringleader who's controlling the people. It's right. very culty. She I mean, was, religion by definition is sort of culty, but like this is, <laughs> it is. I mean, come on, think about it. She was uh, great, by the way, uh, Alice Krieg. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh Christabella. Man, was she like did you just hate her yes. from the yes, second you saw her? Yes, I did. And she was like yeah, like Mike said, she was kind of the ringleader. I mean, they did horrible things like bathing people in fire to cleanse them of their sins Whenever and stuff I like that. I see scenes of people roasting over a fire and their skin 
bubbles and splits. Do you see a lot of these scenes? Oh, <laughs> a lot of movies do that. Yeah, and it's I was, like, every time I see it, it's like, oh god, it's I didn't so know it, gross. I, this was one of the first movies that I ever saw. Uh, I mean, aside from like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> This was one of the first movies I ever saw based off of a video game. And to mm-hmm. me, video games have always been, you know, they get kind of violent and stuff like that. But the violence is, you know, it's it's video games. It's pixel, like, sure, pixel, pixel. Well, not, so like, not this era. So but. you don't really look at it as being so violent. So when they got to the scene in uh, in Silent Hill, when they're roasting uh, Lori Holden's character over the fire and, like, She's not. She's not being held in the flames. She's being, it's you the know, heat. Yeah, it's yeah. the oh. heat of like she's literally being roasted, and yep. like, and her her skin starts to blacken on her face and starts to split the way a hot dog splits when oh. you hold it over a fire. Oh, now we're gonna get hot dogs the same. <laughs> I was fine with them being lips and assholes, but now I'm thinking of that. <laughs> and, oh god! And the way she played that part too was amazing. Yeah, because no, like she you was could really you good. could feel her pain in that moment, and it was terrible. Yeah, um, and the fact that the little girl had to watch the whole thing was like, yeah. oh god, look away, girl. Yeah. Speaking of the little girl, she is fucking fantastic. Yeah. In this flick. Yeah, that was um, uh, Jodell Furland. She is amazing. Like, I I don't think that I've ever seen um a kid do that type of creepy performance and really like just own the character. Yeah, because she plays. Oh my god. She plays two different roles mm-hmm. in the movie. She plays the role of uh, not only Sharon but also Alessa, mm-hmm. who is you know part of the town's history, and uh, Alessa is, would you call her evil? Oh yeah. I mean she's, she's well, not she's not really evil though. She's, she was she's, friendly but very creepy. Well, didn't they say didn't they say that they that that uh, that Alessa and Ale- and Sharon are two different sides of a personality of the same like they're being? two parts of a whole. Yeah, like yeah. Sharon is like the good the good side of uh, of the, the and Alessa whole, would be and the Alessa evil was side. the evil yeah. side, and uh, yeah, man, like like the part where so there's like this huge massacre at the end in a church. More spoilers, and and the part where Alessa is just dancing down on the church floor as blood is raining down on her from Christabella's basically her vagina, <laughs> well, because those barbed wires go like straight sure, up, sure. just straight up in there. And it then, was very, it was very Evil Dead sort of. With and like they start <laughs> and they start like sawing back and forth. It's not a it's not a pleasant sight. But, uh, and that was another, like I said, that was another thing that really shocked me because I'm always thinking like, well, it's based off a video game. It can't be that bad. And then I was like, wow, yeah, this is like ultra violent we gotta keep, awesome. We got to keep in mind, these games came out on like PlayStation and PlayStation 2 and stuff. Right. You know, like at the time they were like, oh my God, so good. Yeah. You look back at them now and you're like, oh God, they're squares. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and that's another reason that I never got into a lot of these games when they came out. I was never a PlayStation kid. Right. I was a Nintendo kid, and then when Xbox came out, I started on Xbox. Yeah. So a lot of these, like Silent Hill and even the Resident Evil series, I think mostly came out on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. They started their lives there. And so by the time you know they get older and they're branching out to the other systems, you're not going to jump into the fourth game of a series. Right. You know? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so that's why I missed out on like the Silent Hill games. I, I would still love to play them, but... Especially after seeing the movie, if there are anything like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, one um, of the more iconic uh, characters from the Silent Hill franchise that uh-huh. I did recognize in the movie were the nurses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it, was, it was really weird the way they were moving. And then I remembered something that I had read about Resident Evil. 
and I looked it up, and I'll be damned if I didn't do the exact same thing. Oh, really? They hired dancers. Oh, yeah. To play the zombies in Resident Evil, and then for the uh, the nurses in Silent Hill. I actually because think... Because that way they know how to contort, and they know how to make weird movements and stuff. I actually think most of the characters, most of the, like the uh, the creature characters from Silent Hill were were dancers. Because there was the uh, like the armless man. Yep. That, oh, I was. Oh, he's so creepy. That's the that's the first creature that she encounters, where he like spits the acid out at her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these people were dancers because they know how to uh, move their bodies in in a Gyrate. unsettling way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you could uh, think of that now. You can get that vibe picture in the way you know, just the way they were moving. You yeah. could see it was almost like a, well, a a background dancers for like a, right. Another thing, especially that they the did. nurses, where because the, they were all kind form. of in, yeah, kind of in unison, but kind of doing their same, their well, own thing at the same time. To to accentuate though the, those movements, mm-hmm. the way they had the, because uh, I, I read about this when I was reading about the dancers, the way they made them move the way they did is they filmed it backwards. So they started at the front of the scene, did their dance moves. Walking, walking backwards. backwards, and then they put it in reverse so they were walking forward, ah. and so that's what gave them that real stuttery, weird-looking effect when they were walking. No, it did, was genius. Now was it? So was it two different? Because Rada Mitchell was kind of in the they middle of them spliced. at the time. They I think it was just, yeah. yeah. Um, before we, I want to talk about a few more of the the creatures, but sure. just to round off the plot here. So, uh, uh, Sean Bean, who is who is Christopher, uh, is. Uh, Rose De Silva's husband, he's still on the the live side of this whole situation, trying to find her. And they do something really cool because he gets hooked up with um with a a police officer played by Kim Coates. And oh, Kim Coates was so good. I yeah, completely forgot about him. He's yeah. so good. And uh, and uh, they they end up in Silent Hill, looking for them, and they're in the exact same town. But it's got a very different feel to it. Like there's a bit of sunlight coming in. Like there, it's still creepy and abandoned. But you can tell that it's just not the same town. Well, there's actually there, a scene where they're in the same hallway. Exactly. And as it and as it pans, you see it goes from like one reality to another. Right. So you can at that point you can figure out that uh, it's two different planes of existence uh-huh. here, like two different dimensions or whatever. Um, so that it's kind of you know his story of trying to find them, but not really being able to because even though he's in the same place as them, they're in two different dimensions. Um, what you have a surprise look on your face? Episode four was our paranormal. Yeah. Right. No. Was it episode three? I like eight three, or four, ten or no. something. I don't know. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever episode our paranormal one was, mm-hmm. we talked about those trumpeting sounds that we heard in the sky. Yeah. Do you think those were the Silent Hill? sirens no and there's different no no okay because they didn't sound anything like air raid sirens <laughs> which which is one of the I creepiest live in that, i just want to live in that world man. which Come is on. one of the creepiest parts of that that movie like when the air raid siren comes on and you know that's when shit's about to get real because yeah. it starts to get dark and stuff let's talk about some of the creatures real quick though because yes. the silent hill games are all about their creatures dude pyramid head yes so that good. was like the freakiest scene when i was watching it in the oh, theater man. you see this Dude with a big spike on his head, and he's just like walking in there, hiding in the room, and all of a sudden, oh, giant the, knife yeah, through the, the door. Yeah, and it was even bigger on a theater screen. <laughs> and I, I love the fact that there's like the sword is so heavy that when he's not like hulking out, he has to drag it behind yep. him. Like it's like almost like it's cumbersome. But then once he just once he's got his eye on the prize, he can just swing that thing all around. It's so there's yeah. something so weird and creepy about that, and. 
that char- <laughs> that character intrigued me so much that after I saw the movie, I just scoured the in- internet for as much information about him as like like why is he wearing this huge pyramid on his did head? You, like what the hell is he? Did you read the bit about how on set for whatever reason the back of his costume didn't have an ass on it? Oh, yeah. And so when he's on set, the guy who was playing him, his ass was just hanging off the back of his costume. <laughs> and and they said they said for unexplained reasons and I it didn't take me long to figure out it was probably so that he could drop a deuce, right? No, his man. entire costume was all prosthetics because he's not a big guy he was, he was the same guy who played the janitor who was bent backwards couldn't they have given him like a reverse loincloth or something <laughs> you would, well yeah like you could you would think so but I don't know they, just, give, they can't make a they can't make a latex butt flap like, <laughs> just, <laughs> come on he was wearing 17 inch heels mm-hmm. to make him like over 7 feet tall and the, and this giant pyramid on his head and his entire like upper half of his body was all prosthetic. They probably just wanted to make it as easy as they possibly could. The one thing that took me out of it when I was watching his scenes, though, is the second that I saw him, for whatever reason, my brain just made me look at him. And all I could see was the uh, the black version of Spy vs. Spy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly yeah, yeah. what it looks like. Mm. And so every, every single time that I would seem like, I want I want to be affected by this massive hulking presence, but all I'm seeing is Spy vs. Spy the entire time. I hate the way you take yourself out of movies like that because I feel like you don't experience movies the way it. that you're supposed uh, my to. My brain sometimes like misfires and then goes to weird things. It's Your brain is off most of the time, and then for some reason, once you're watching movies, it turns on it's that creative that creative gene i mean i don't know uh, dick <laughs> um the uh the gray children were really spooky like the little uh because that's when when the very first time she walks down that flight of stairs which we got to bring up the thing about the the guy that was the special effects artist that we <laughs> met oh the guy yeah was it, yeah oh i thought oh, you were gonna completely forget I about almost it did, but i finally know what scene we're talking about yeah well, it's that scene where it's the first time she's walking down the stairs and it starts to get dark and you hear yep. the air raid, air raid siren. And then she she walks down the stairs and she, uh, I think, she flick open a lighter? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then she looks up and there's this guy hanging kind of like in a sort of a crucifix mm-hmm. position, except for, I believe, the lower half of his body is torn off. Or it's torn up, at least. Or, yeah. Yeah. And it's a guy in a gas mask, and she thinks he's dead. And then she looks, and he opens his eyes behind the gas and mask. The children and start, and he's like freaking out and stuff. The guy that was in that mask, hanging from that fence, we uh, we actually met him because we went to see uh, the John Carpenter live retrospective, mm-hmm. and completely randomly too. Completely random. We're sitting next to this guy, just super nice dude, and we start talking to him, and he just, you know, we start asking about what he does and he's the guy who did special effects on on uh he, silent he, hill. he worked on resident evil too actually oh did he really i believe he said that he worked on resident evil and silent hill and then he goes yeah you've seen silent hill when she walks down the steps and there's the guy on the fence i was the guy yeah he was the guy i was the guy like no shit man meanwhile i'm playing it off like i've seen this movie before <laughs> like, like i know exactly what he's talking <laughs> oh, about oh yeah totally man you I, did though you knew exactly what he was talking well, about well yeah absolutely i've seen this movie even though it probably doesn't seem like it right now because i haven't seen it in a couple years but uh I've watched this movie like a dozen times. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it a lot. Yeah. I like I said for my first time watching it, I loved it. Yeah. Um. So I don't understand the the, the bad. Maybe just because it's a video game movie. I don't know. Was that Victor Sutton? 
Um, I don't think we ever had his name. Okay. Yeah, we did, and I looked at it. I can't remember what his name is. I was is. trying to find it through uh, IMDb. Yeah, I think if sure. I saw a picture of him, I would probably... He was just labeled as Undead Man. There was no hanging on fence crucifix guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is this another one of the movies? Uh, no, uh, actually, yeah, no, not this one. I was going to say, there's actually two movies that we're talking about tonight, which these are all movies that we really like. Yes. Two of these movies that we're talking about tonight are on Roger Ebert's most hated list. The first yep. one was Resident Evil. Uh-huh. And I think the... I think not uh, not Silent Hill. Let's just go into it. But probably... Doom. I don't think it's Doom It was either. Doom. Was it? <laughs> it was Doom. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about Doom now yep. then. Yeah, we're doing it. Well then, well three then, because I think Mortal Kombat was also on... Oh really? I think. Roger Ebert just must hate video games. Roger Ebert just hates movies. Get over it, man. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about Doom now. You, you got you to talk smack about a dead guy? Come on, man. Well, you know. <laughs> you're better than that, James. <laughs> we we spend a good deal of this mo- of this show talking about talking smack about dead guys. That's true. They're they're like you know cinematically dead. That's true. But that's true. All right, moving on. Let's talk uh, about Doom. Let's talk about Doom. Semper Fi, motherfucker. <laughs> this is uh, that will go down in history as Dwayne the Rock Johnson's finest line that he has this... ever delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you still have that? I, I think I left it here. I saw it on the desk today. I was like, "Oh, what's this box?" This Did you really open week? it? And I opened it. And I was, was like, "Ah!" Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Doom. Uh, this movie exists. I I don't know why, but I like this movie. Well, I I rewatched it literally today. This is my last one on my to watch list before the the show. Yeah. Um, I did forget how. The creature effects in it were actually really good. Yeah. They were really good. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that they weren't the monsters from the game, and they were more just aliens, just kind of generic, creepy aliens. Um, I didn't necessarily care for that. I would have killed to have seen that big that big glowing red orb, one-eyed monster thing from yeah. Doom. Like, I would have killed to see that in this movie. There were a few monsters in the movie that were similar. Uh, no? No, not really. Yeah. Nothing. Well, at least not, not, none of the monsters that I am familiar with. I have not played all of the Doom games, but um, we'll have to. Well, being that, whoa, 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 that was a bad one. Being that it came out in two thousand five, it's probably like a. It's probably an amalgam of all of the Doom games, right? Yeah, I still, I still think though they did their own thing though. I don't think that any of them are directly. Well, whatever. Yeah. Let's uh, let's give a brief synopsis. Space Marines. Yeah, that's a thing. Space Marines are sent to investigate strange events at a research facility on Mars, but find themselves at the mercy of genetically enhanced killing machines. Space Marines. Space, Semper space Fi, Marines. Semper um, Okay, directed by... Uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but... Andrzej? Andrzej. Andrzej Bartkowak. 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 We're just going to say Andrzej Bartkowak. Okay, so this guy directed... It's weird that he directed Doom, Mm -hmm. because he directed three Jet Li movies. Yeah. Which I find very funny. He directed Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, and Cradle to the Grave. Okay. So he's used to filming like these martial arts... High-impact action uh, movies. That's essentially what Doom was, though. But he's also a cinematographer who did Speed, The Devil's Advocate, U.S. Marshals. You know, respected movies. (laughs) Maybe not Speed so much, but... 
Uh, it's just funny to me that, that he directed Doom. You know, it's, it just seems like an odd project to giving the rest of his filmography. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Carl Urban, uh, Rosamund Pike, and Ben Fucking Daniels. The uh, you you missed the most important one, Richard Brake. Richard Brake. Yeah, Richard Brake, man. Who's Richard Brake? Uh, he was Portman. He's my favorite character in the entire movie. Was he the guy with the uh, long stringy hair? Yes. The guy who wanted to go on vacation, lock himself in a room with a bottle of tequila and three ladyboys. Yeah. Lady boys. Oh, did he oh, yeah. say lady boys? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. the, the very that same. Was, I, was, I wanted Jay to actually uh, section off that spot for the intro. And when you came in today, it's like, oh, what would you guys use for the opening thing? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go lock myself in a hotel room with a bottle of tequila and three... <laughs> Three lady boys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, so I, this was my first exposure to Richard Brake. Okay, and I've come to really like him. I don't think since. that I know him. Yes, you do. He was uh, he was Doomhead in Thirty One. Oh, okay. Jackass. Okay. You still... I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know him by name, though. I guess I don't oh. know him by name. Maybe by face, I do. If I've seen him in other things, but the name didn't ring any bells to me. Oh, he's got a terrible face. <laughs> <laughs> just, just terrible you, face. You know him by his terrible face. No, I really, I really like him. And for some reason, when I the very first time that I saw Doom, uh, his character was the one that I was like, he's he's really a piece of shit. Yeah. But I was like, I like that. I like that guy the most out of everybody. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> but but that was the character that I kind of glommed on to when I first saw him. And I was kind of bummed out when he died. He died in a shitter. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, uh, I... Yeah, what can be said about a movie that legitimately pulls off a first-person fight scene? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk about this this sequence uh, for for a moment here. Well, leading up to the release of this movie, people were talking about it. They're like, yeah. "There's got to be, it's Doom, you know. There's got to be a first person." And 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 then there was, and then it got closer to the release. Like I went to see this bad boy in theaters. Oh, I'm sorry. Believe it, believe <laughs> it. And it got closer to the release, and people like it was confirmed. Like there is a first person shooter section in this movie. Dude, I as cheesy as it may be. When that part happened in the theater, did everybody cheer for it, dude? The place lit it. up. I can see it's it. like it's like one. You know how that that happens every so often where you go see a movie and you get like an audible response from the crowd. Well, in all fairness, though, you saw this in Bad Axe, so it was like no, no, you no. and like five other people. No, man, I saw it. This was in <laughs> 2005. I was living down here at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, I saw it at M, uh, 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 Mount AMC. Uh, Forum 30. Yeah, Forum 30. <laughs> I saw it at Forum 30 to a packed house. Mm-hmm. It packed it out. And no, there was like an audible, like people started, they kind of started like chattering at first. And then by the end of that scene, people were, they, were, people were like, yes, yes. Well, they were, they were either like, yes, or they were puking because they got motion sickness. Because <laughs> watching that, it's a bit jarring. I like that scene. It's a bit jarring, dude. Well, look at the, I haven't seen... Uh, What's it called? Hardcore Henry? I don't think I can watch it, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I don't yet, think that I can. But it's 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 like a full-length feature of that exact yeah. same thing. And it works. I think it's cool. I think it works I, for that I think, film. I think but... they worked it into Doom in a, in, a, in a way where it actually served the story. 
No, it did. Because, I get it because he takes the serum. And now he's right. like a super soldier. Or whatever. And so but, you wanted to see it from his eyes, and you wanted to see like how amazing, quick, and like reflexive he was at this point, mm-hmm. and and it worked. Like I thought it was cool. Yeah, and it 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 fit. I guess what they were doing. It was just for me. It, it took you out of it a little bit. Oh, you know, you're a piece of work. You uh, know that. Well, what can I say? Shut up. <laughs> Overall, what did you think of the movie? Uh I did like it. Like I said, I liked the um, I liked the creature effects in it. I thought that some of the characters were uh, were good. Um, I was kind of, no pun intended, blown away when the Rock shot kid. Oh yeah! Like I did not see that coming. Yeah, I that sort was... of did in the moment, but I didn't think that it was going to happen. Yeah, it was kind of heavy. Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping the kid goes, "Man, we've really hit rock bottom." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Would have been great. Um, did you know that uh, when this originally was written, uh, they had the character who was uh, it was the main uh, antagonist in Doom. I think his name was Doomhead. Actually, he was like, the main bad guy in Doom. In Doom? Yeah, the first Doom game. His name wasn't. Doom. I think it was Doomhead. I think that's what he went by was Doomhead. And then they used that again in Thirty One. Ooh, I didn't realize that, but maybe that's where they got the name from. I I don't know. This is I I've got nothing on this one. Oh no, Doom guy. It was Doom guy. I think. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> it, it, it like was a just... bad name. No, it's a bad name. <laughs> if, if I'm wrong, I will correct this. Point yeah, is though, do. is originally Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to play the role of that in in this Doom movie. I think it was before Rock was cast and all that. It was the original script, but he was signed on to play the role. Doom Guy was the Marine, commonly known as Doom Guy, and referred to as the Doom Slayer in 2016. So, like, what the Rock's character? Re- yeah. Okay. Well, I because, was, no, well, because I was wrong though. He's the main the main character in Doom, not the not the antagonist. Oh, the, protagonist. the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I had that back. Okay, I was gonna say because it it, it might have made sense because uh, the Rock was actually originally offered. Um, the role of John Grimm, mm-hmm. which is the role that Carl Urban, yeah, Carl Urban played, ended yep. up playing, who he's the the main protagonist in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I I guess what happened just to finish my story real quick though, uh, I guess what had happened though is there was uh, two kids that had a bad accident with a chainsaw after trying to reenact something they saw in Dune, and so they rewrote the script right after that happened, really? and the, and the Doom guy role got written out of the story, oh. and that's so Schwarzenegger was no longer uh, attached to it. Oh. Hmm. Very interesting. The more you know. <laughs> Nobody knows what that's about anymore. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, do you have any uh, like favorite parts of this movie? Um, I think I, I dig the the monster that was stuck in the door. You know what I'm talking about? Like yes. They had, they had the disappearing walls. That's actually like one solid, of my, yeah. solid wall to a the doorway. I don't know what they called them. Uh, it was like a, you just watched it. <laughs> hollow door or something. I don't know. No, I don't know what they that. call them. Anyway, though, when the door closes, it turns into a solid wall, and right. one of the creatures gets stuck halfway through it. So he's just existing on half on one side of the wall, half on the other side. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny, like it having a live monster just being stuck in your wall. I don't know. And then he's he humorous uh, to me. Then he just blows him away. Yeah, he goes over. He is. He is not reversible. You know why? You know how I know why? shoots him in the face because he's dead <laughs> the the rock was playing the rock in this movie oh yeah like he was playing his wrestling persona <laughs> minus one thing did you notice when you watch this movie that like probably the first third of the way through the movie it's pretty clean as far as language goes mm-hmm. and then once the rock drops his first f-bomb it's a floodgate of curses that movie 
No, I think it it, 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 had, was, it had them peppered in all throughout. I, I just watched it today, and I was jarred by it. I really was. You just watched it today, though, and you can't remember what those walls are called. I wasn't paying attention to the walls. <laughs> was I'm it sorry. Wallhead? <laughs> wall I think guy. it was Wallhead. No, it was Wall Guy. Wall Guy. <laughs> um, no, no, but, like, seriously, it was like, it was like I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what oh, the it's, line oh, was. Oh, what the line was? It's a, that's a big fucking gun. Yeah, and then after that's like, probably it. It, 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 was, it seemed to me like it would go on, it was like, that's a big fucking gun. Now go over there and do the fucking thing, you fuck fuck. Like, it was like, it was the second, like, as soon as he said that first curse, it was rapid fire with why the curses. You're, why you're not a screenwriter, I'll never know. <sighs> go man. over and do that fucking thing, you fuck fuck. <laughs> Hey, Tarantino would love that. <laughs> He'd probably get Eli Roth to say it in some weird uh, <laughs> cameo role. Um, despite the despite the fact that uh, this movie was actually pretty violent mm-hmm. already, they had to cut a bunch of it out because of like graphic violence. I want to see that cut. Yeah, that would be cool. You think it? Ever... Oh no, no, I no. That's the cut. Like that's the cut that I watched. Oh really? Yeah, the DVD version is the uncut version. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's two hours long. Oh yeah. Oh well, then that's <laughs> there probably... was a lot cut out of it. Maybe that's why all the curses were in there too. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about yeah, it, that they probably, probably makes cut. Sense. They probably had to cut a lot of that out for the rating. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um, one thing that I did notice when you have so you have these these video game adaptations and then you have like comic book adaptations, right? Mm-hmm. You would think that probably the same demographic they'd be aimed for both of them. You would think video so. Video games and comics. Yeah. Whereas comics, when they do them, they're way more clean and they're very family friendly. Mm-hmm. Video game movies are the complete opposite. Yeah. They're uber violent. They're well, well, except for except for the latest incarnation of comic book movies. Well, they're starting to get there, sure. Because yeah. it was finally proved that one could work. But, right. <laughs> um, but in these earlier, though, these early 2000s, like... Uh, video game uh, movies they're 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 uber violent they're the language is ridiculous mm-hmm. and there's nudity in almost every single one that i've watched really even for even if it's a quick flash it's there was you there, would never see that in was a there nudity movie. in doom yeah where uh, there was the one doctor where they they go in and it's the naked doctor oh, and then yeah, your right. favorite guy and the kid are like oh hello you yeah. know and like and the kid goes <clears throat> and she turns around she's all creepy crazy and mm-hmm. they pump her full they lead but away, she's yeah, yeah she's Every right. scene has nudity. <laughs> the rock's just running around with the rock with the dingle dangle. Uh, it was just something that I noticed though, because I, I noticed it in in this movie. It was in um, uh, Resident in Evil. Resident Evil. Silent Hill had one real quick. They all had at oh, least a the, quick scene where they the part oh my, where the, the, the part where the girl gets her skin, skin off. ripped yeah. off. How that did we not awesome. talk about that? That that is probably my favorite scene of that movie. Just that was cool. Fucking that weird. Was, was that Pyramid Head? Uh, no, it was. Um, oh yes, yes yeah, it was. Yes, they, it was. They called him the fiend. Yep. And he like picks her. Yeah. He, sorry to go back to Silent Hill, yeah, but he yeah. picks that chick up and like in one move rips off her dress, and then she's he's holding her up by the neck, just like kicking naked like a greased up pig. Then, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a horrible way to describe a woman. <laughs> I'm not describing a woman. I'm describing the way she was kicking. Though. I'm describing the way she was kicking, like a the, like just like. Violently trying to get away from a fish out of water. I thought that was a little bit better. <laughs> no, greased up pig's the way to go. <laughs> all right, all right. And then he just, and then he just grabs her by I think it's like by her uh, solar plexus, like her décolletage, and just fucking rips her her entire her, ch- her chest skin. <laughs> no, it's her décolletage. Oh, it's right no. here. 
class it up a little bit, okay, Mike? This is like this is this is a podcast, okay? My apologies. This isn't radio, uh, <laughs> and uh, and just rips her skin off like yeah, it's one it's, big it's a suit, crazy scene. and then throws it at the door. And I love the fact that when he throws it at the door, it's actually got like some meaty, Slop. like a meaty thud to it. Like a. <laughs> Do you think he filled it with sausage afterwards? Like a fart. Like a Did he you... make food with it? Like sausage casings? He probably, oh, he probably did. Good. Yeah. Probably good. Guy, yeah, because he's not a vegan. That's a fun no. fact about, about about Pyramid Head. Not a vegan. Loves his meat. <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyway, uh, anyway, back to you. Got anything else to say about I, Doom? I think that I'm all set on Doom. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, can you um, pixel me out another beer? Whoa. <laughs> Had to think about it. Had to think about it a bit. Oh. <laughs> I got nothing, you guys. <laughs> um. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, okay, so let's go to one you that... Want one? No, I'm okay, thank okay. you. Let's go to one that uh, we decided to watch as sort of an off, like an, a rarity movie that we had not seen before. Yeah, uh, a rarity movie? Well, not rarity, but like, that was a terrible way to describe that. You mean right? a movie that we've never seen? Yes, 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 <laughs> that, how about that? Are you talking that probably about... not a lot of people have seen. Are you talking about Dead Rising Watchtower? That's the one? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that a lot of people have seen this movie. I don't think a lot of people know that it exists, to I be actually, honest with you. I actually didn't. Like, I in preparation for the episode last week, I looked up um, movies based on video, horror movies based on video games. This didn't even come up in a Google search. Oh, really? It, at least not that I saw. Okay. Um, well, I didn't. This... I actually didn't even know about this until you texted me yeah. the names of well, this. Because there's, two, there's of them, two Dead Rising yeah. movies. There's Watchtower, which came out in 2015, which is the one that we watched, mm-hmm. Tower. And then there's uh, Dead Rising Endgame. Yes. Which came out the next year. Yes. In 2016. Yeah, it was the direct sequel. I think one of the reasons that people haven't been able to see this movie a lot is because you have to sign up for Crackle to see it. Yeah. So you can either do the free month or sign up for it, but right. you're going to pay for the service, you know, no matter how you do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, but yeah, so this was a, a Crackle exclusive. And uh, and so we uh, fired up the old box and we watched it. And what did you think of it? Uh, it was um, It was super entertaining. Yes. It was well <laughs> shot. It was. I thought it was well shot. I agree. Uh, it, it it definitely like I told you kind of halfway through. I was like it it the production value made me think of like like a CW show or something. It looked more like sort a, of. Yeah, it I looked more that. like a TV show than a movie. But that's not bad. No, no. I mean, TV shows nowadays look great, but yeah. it, it did have that quality where it was like it was. You could tell like it was shot. It was almost like it was shot on small scale, but they made it look big. Yeah. If that makes and sense. And they did make it look sure. really big. I mean, it looked it looked good. I thought it was cool. Um, it's uh, it's based off of uh, the, the game Dead, Dead Rising. Rising. Uh, it's about a group of people who must survive in a zombie-infested town. Uh, the undead aren't their only problem, however, as they must also come head-to-head with a ruth- ruthless biker gang who have laid claim to the lawless quarantine zone, all the while trying to gather enough evidence to prove a possible government conspiracy. Dang, Dang that's a lot of stuff. Uh, um, there's there's one thing that saves this movie from being on the the back end of just being okay though. Yeah. And that is Rob Riggle. <laughs> yeah, Rob. <laughs> there's a lot of people that really hate Rob Riggle, by Why? the way. He's so good. I, I, I think it's his style of comedy. Uh, because he plays like regardless of which character he's playing, he always plays it the exact same way. Like if you, if but that's you, him though. When you when you cast Rob Riggle, you're getting Rob Riggle, right? You know? and, that, and that's why I say there's there's some people who just don't like 
Rob Riggle, I guess. I can, personally like him. I thought he was hilarious. Can we say Rob Riggle one more time? Rob Riggle. <laughs> Drinking game. Every time we say Rob Riggle, take a shot. Um, he he actually played... So if you haven't played the games, the, uh, the original protagonist in the games is a guy named Frank West. Mm-hmm. And... That's uh, who Riggle plays. Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle. <laughs> That's who he plays in this in this movie. He's not actually like at this point, um, because this movie takes place between the second and the third Dead Rising games. Yep. So at this point he's kind of a celebrity. Like he's uh he's gone through it all. He was uh, you know, killed a ton of zombies and now and he and he wrote a book about it the book is just the cover of the first dead rising game <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's the cover of the book that he put out so his character uh him him and uh and a and a, a female anchor from a news station are in the studio in studio and they're basically just kind of doing commentary on yeah, the they're, situation they're basically live covering the events of the situation within the yeah within the confines of this quarantine and, but he's just ridiculous. He's just telling it how it is, you know. Like the 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 female anchor is trying to sugarcoat the whole thing, mm-hmm. and talk about how the you know the government's in there, they're gonna help. And for anybody within the quarantine zone, this is what you can do to stay safe. And Rob Riggle, I think at one point, what can what can they do to stay alive? He literally says, "Well, nothing. You're fucked." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and he says, you know, like he he tells it like make weapons. And he directly addresses the children of the cities, like, make weapons, kids. Make as many weapons as you can. And basically the whole time, you've seen stuff like this play out in real life before where there's kind of an unruly guest on a on a news show. Mm-hmm. And the anchors will try to cover for him. Like, fake, lots of fake laughs. And <laughs> yeah, like, like, you can tell they're really nervous in the situation. But she, re- she reaches a breaking point where the banter between them is hilarious because he's just saying... He's just being Frank West, like just being mm-hmm. an asshole, and she's kind of just fed up with it all. So she's not even trying to cover for him anymore. She's just telling him he's an asshole. That was really funny. Then cut to like inside the quarantine area. You've got uh, Chase Carter, who's another uh, reporter. I should say another because Frank West was a reporter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played by Jesse Metcalf. John Tucker. Uh, John Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's with a girl named Crystal, who's played by Megan Ori, and Maggie, played by Virginia Madsen, who you might from, know from Candyman. Yes, sir. Uh, um, and then he's got a, a, a camera woman friend who's on the outside of the quarantine, and they're kind of corresponding with each other the entire time. Um, uh, yeah, so they end up... <laughs> he's he's trying to... he's the anchor of a like a small online operation called Hit Point, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to get as many hits they're, as they can. Yeah, it's, they're trying. It's, they're it's inside. The new, it's the new news, you know, like the news of nowadays, where it's like uh, TMZ. Yeah, <laughs> TMZ or like BuzzFeed and shit mm-hmm. like that. Well, they're the only ones who also the, who are actually on the inside of the quarantine. Right. The only ones in there, and they're they're sneaking into tents and showing people shooting up with Zombrex, which is the the zombie. Uh, uh, well, this this medicine. yeah, this city has kind of become a haven for people who have been bitten by zombies in the past, and the government has, uh, or or like pharmaceutical companies have developed Zombrex, which if you it's a once daily shot, you know, 
And once talk, daily Zombrex. Once daily Zombrex. I bet you in the commercial there's a woman running on a beach kicking her feet. Because that's in every single one of those commercials. <laughs> and Zombrex is supposed to uh, keep you know keep you human. Like you're, it, it keeps you undead. Un, undead. Un, un, undead. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> but then there's like a, there's there's a tainted batch, or they can't figure out what's going on. Suddenly, everybody who's on Zombrex starts becoming zombies, and then they quarantine the city. And then it's just the story of uh, Chase Carter and these other two people trying to get out of the city. Uh, let's let's also not disregard the fact that Dennis Hayworth plays the army general. Dennis Haysbert. Is it Haysbert? Haysbert. I have Haysworth written down. Well, you wrote it. Because I'm an idiot. Well, you wrote it down wrong. <laughs> uh, regardless of which, though, he is, he's the president. He's the president, he's the president from, of the United uh, States. From 2024. 24. He's also the Allstate guy. Allstate. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? We're on your side? Yeah. You're, the, you're in good hands. You're in good hands. That's it. That's a fairly good impression. Mark. Was it? Was it good? No, it was good. It was good. Right, yeah. He's got a he's got a great voice. You got you you got your own Wilson. I got my Dennis Hayworth. Wow. <laughs> my own my own Wilson's not that good though. It's so funny though. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. One thing that I thought was kind of weird is they kept doing like first person shots in this movie yeah it was really weird and i've only played the first dead rising game there's and, not a lot and of I, that and, I, and i and i haven't i haven't beaten it but i don't remember there ever being any kind of first person no i think it was a action. stylistic choice that just didn't really work i think they thought maybe that it would just add some umph to it it was interesting the first couple times you see it but then they keep on like lacing it in there and it's like this just looks dumb what what I really gravitated to in in this movie is the weapons because that's what the whole game is focused on. Yeah, is you, how creative you can kill zombies. Right, and the movie never, was if, no different. If you've never played the games, it's kind of a dream game for guys who just like destroying guys and girls who like destroying stuff. Like almost everything within the environment is you just can you can pick up yeah. and kill a zombie with like like traffic cones, and, uh, chainsaws, baseball bats. Old ladies' canes, uh, like pieces, just like random pieces of metal that you find on the ground. You can, mm-hmm. but then you can also combine things to the, make even cooler weapons, like the shovel and the sword that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the in the movie, they actually make a couple of weapons that are way more impractical than if you just use the two items separately. Yeah, like there's one point where the guy's got, um, he's got a a like a. An edger, like one of those electric lawn edgers with the big like saw blade uh, blade on it. Yeah. And then there's like a sword on the other end. I think it was just a circular saw, wasn't it? Is that what? It, no, that was, no, it was an edger because there was a there's a pole coming off of it. Uh, well, whatever it was, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, and it's funny because he's using the sword part and he's swinging it, and the saw blade is like inches from his legs. <laughs> Everything like it just seems unpractical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is the kind of movie too. Unlike a lot of the other movies that we've talked about. This is the kind of flick where if you've played the game, the movie is like carbon copy of the game. Mm. Like the outfits are the same. The the weaponry is what you see. Like there's a part in the in one of the games where he puts a, a cone over one of the guys' heads. That's and that's in the movie. Like like it's like it's the movie on screen. They didn't take liberties with it or anything. It's it's pretty much what you had is is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um and I kinda liked it for that reason because it didn't take itself seriously at all. And and it worked for, for that reason. Um, so yeah, I, I like that. I think that if you have the means to watch it, it's a, it's a fun romp if you're into those kind of yeah cheesy I'm, video game movies. I'm definitely into watching the, the second one. Yeah, absolutely. I will, for sure. Absolutely. 
So I've uh, heard the second one's actually better. Oh. So take that for what it so is. So let's check it out. Let's do it. Well, um, I think uh, I think that'll bring us to our last movie of the night, and uh, I I have to I have to start this off with um, the results are in, Michael. The results are in. Uh, Mike Mike and I. <coughs> Mike and I, when we were trying to come up with uh, movies Sorry, to talk I need, about, I need a shot for this. Yeah, <laughs> when we were trying to come up with uh, movies to talk about for this episode, Mike's like rattling off, you know, like oh, there's Resident Evil, Doom, Silent Hill, Mortal Kombat, blah blah blah. I'm like Mortal Kombat. He's like, well, yeah, Mortal Kombat. It's a, you know, it's a horror movie. Like, no, it's before you, before you talk about this. Yeah. Do you know about our bet? Have you seen? Yeah, vaguely. Okay. Bits and pieces. What is your take? on the Mortal Kombat movies. Do they fall anywhere on the spectrum of horror or genre? There could be scenes that could be scary. I guess you could take them as being scary. To a five-year-old. That, that was my next point. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it, it depends on who is watching it. Would I be scared of it myself? No. I, I would call Myself, I would think of it as an action movie in my current state today. Right action, now. fantasy. Uh, yeah, yeah. You guys See, are so wrong. When these movies came <laughs> out in 1995, when the first movie came out in 1995, I didn't really watch horror movies, but I watched this. Didn't scare me. They're monster movies. Yeah. Every character They're kung fu is movies. creature effects. Yeah. They're cre- they are, it, it, it's a creature movie with kung fu. That's what it is. It is if it's not genre, then what the fuck is it? <laughs> well, I'm so mad about this. Well, hey, why don't we ask the public? Well, we did just that, <clears throat> and so I put up I put up uh, polls on Horror Amino and on Twitter, and uh, with a resounding no <laughs> from both of them, I came in as the victor. Uh, we got, but it was close. We got, it was close. It was, it was close. It was close. We had sixty-eight votes on Horror Amino. Fifty-nine people said absolutely not, <laughs> <laughs> and nine people said yes. Uh, Twitter, the last I checked, was thirty-six, and they do percentage. Uh, I think twenty-two percent said yes, and what uh, seven seventy-eight percent said what no. What this proves is that all of our listeners to the show are stupid. No, they're, they're all fans of, fans of Jim. <laughs> it's just this voice. You're it's all this, wrong. It's this silky smooth voice of mine. <laughs> well, according to Wikipedia, Mortal Kombat is a 1995 American fantasy martial arts film. Suck it, Mike. Fantasy is still genre, though. Why mm. can't why can't fantasy be horror related? It's, a, it's after midnight. There's some fantasy shows on TV right now. Are those horror shows? Well, I mean, I guess they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So uh, so I I was a good sport about it. I said regardless the blood, blood red shoe diaries. <laughs> <laughs> I was a good sport about it and I said, "Hey, regardless of the outcome, Mike, we can talk we can talk about Mortal Kombat, little buddy. We can talk about it." I watched it. okay, so I wa- I made my my roommate suffer through Mortal Kombat Annihilation today. <laughs> Oh, you watched more than one? I watched both. Oh, I watched both because after I watched the what first do you mean one, both? I, there's like seven of them. Well, there's two movies. There is a TV show from the late '90s, yeah. live action TV show, which was just god awful. Oh, I loved it. You, if you think the movies were bad, though, oh, that show is 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 <laughs> something else. And then, then there's also uh, two episodes of an online TV show that are awesome. Yeah, really awesome. Yeah. If, if, if you're Anni- what was Annihilation? The sequel to the movie. 
Uh, oh, what, Dur- a uh, direct sequel to the. What to am the I movie? thinking of then? I'm, I, maybe I saw Legacy? one of those online. Yeah, Legacy. Legacy is is the name of the the online show, okay. the web series. All right, yeah, I saw some of that. That was really cool. It is really cool. Uh, um, they actually do a really good job of bringing these characters to life in a way that would have actually made kind of a cool movie. Yeah, for Probably sure. Probably not a great movie, but still cool. Uh, Mortal Kombat from 1995 was directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. Second movie on our list yep. tonight. He also that was did directed Resident by Evil. Him. All right, exactly. Uh, it's about three unknowing martial artists who are summoned to a mysterious island to compete in a tournament whose outcome will decide the fate of the world. Um, now, the Mortal Kombat tournament is is done once a generation. Yes. I actually read something earlier today that... But they needed a sequel, so they did it twice in a generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa, wait a second. What? That doesn't work. What do you mean? Well, that doesn't work. It's not once in a... It's supposed to be once in a generation. Shao Kahn broke the rules. Okay, okay. I got it. All right. (laughs) Well, so if it's once in a, if you're going by that timeline, if it's once in a generation, and the like, the evil side has won nine times, Mm -hmm. they consider a generation thirty years. So, I think it said that this has been going on on Earth since 1775. Yeah, something like that. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So, anyway. That's that that that's my. I'm waiting. I'm actually waiting for like scientists who are like like uh, unearthing things in, like the Aztec ruins to come across like the Mortal Kombat crest. Mortal and, like, Kombat. The, the Az- Aztec warriors took took. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I I lo- I love these movies more than I rightfully should. They're terrible movies. I know that everybody who's ever seen them knows they're just <laughs> awful. I love them though. I will never not watch them if they're if they're on. I did rewatch the first I mean, one. The the first one the first one is starring Christopher Lambert, the Highlander himself. <laughs> what was the voice that he was doing in this movie? <laughs> it was so bad. I would attempt to tr- try it right his, now. His little chuckles every now and then were oh, so gosh. awkward. That's you, a- don't, you don't really want to fight him, do you? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it was just terrible. I don't know if they got him just because it was the Highlander. I don't know. And he I... wanted to do the sequel, but he couldn't because he had taken on another. Uh, he had taken on doing something else. I forget yeah. what it was. But he wanted to do the sequel, and they. I remember seeing the it. sequel and seeing James Remar. Yeah, James James Remar, who was like a pretty well known, prestigious actor. At that point, even. Well, yeah, he did the Warriors. Once you do the Warriors, oh, you're yeah. pretty prestigious. Yeah, after that's that. true. <laughs> um, but my point is, though, people know who he is. If you, right. And if you don't know who he is, he played Dexter's father in uh, the TV show Dexter. Yeah, Harry, Harry Morgan. Yeah, Harry. Um, but he played Raiden in the second movie, and he was just awful. I remember seeing <laughs> so bad. I remember seeing him, and like I had, I had already, I had already seen and grown to love the first one when I was a kid, and then mm-hmm. once I saw James Remar as Raiden in the second one, I was like, I hate this guy forever. <laughs> yeah, the, but then I but then I grew so into weird. a fan as I got older. When I rewatched it, I I'm, I'm, I realized I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, or whatever. Uh, I, but I've, I've seen the movie dozens of times, mm-hmm. but mostly when I was younger. And when I rewatched it the other day, it was funny. The scene that I was most looking forward to is when Johnny Cage is fighting Scorpion in the first movie, right? Yeah. And Scorpion takes him to the underworld, and the set design in like the underworld was sweet. Yeah, it was cool. It's like all these bamboo structures everywhere, as far as the eye can see. It's really, really, really cool. But then some, just some <clears throat> eternal fire burning in the background because the entire place yeah. is like glowing orange. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember that the end of it being so awesome, where Scorpion does his fatality and he takes his mask off, and it's the skull and this and that and so I'm watching it now years removed from seeing it last and he takes his mask off and it looks like the skull that you would see in like a high school science room 
Well, that's it's really bad. Like it doesn't look scary at all. That's what human skulls look like. No, though. no, but but it's like, so if you're looking real. For, if you're looking of, for a realistic skull, it's the it's the one it's in the, the high school of, science room. But it was room. goofy looking though. Like it wasn't scary looking. Yeah. Like it looked like he should have pulled his mask off, and instead of breathing fire, he should have pulled it off, and he goes ay 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 ay, like <laughs> chattering teeth. Yes, that's exactly what it was. It looked so bad. <laughs> And bones just shake all over the place. Like, <laughs> it know, was just, so I, terrible. I, I feel you. Um, but like, I don't know. Some of the stuff was cool. I thought Sub-Zero's effects were actually decently yeah. held up. Yeah. Those held up decently fine. Shang Soon was awesome. I still love the Shang Soon character. Now, the shapeshifter. Okay. When you when you said to me uh, earlier this week, you must have been talking about Shao Kahn. D- did you say, I never realized when I, like, I, I forgot that Shao Kahn was kind of an afterthought? No. Yeah, Shao Kahn was. Okay, I thought, as I was watching the movie, I thought you were talking, I thought you said uh, Chang Sung. No, 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 no. And I was like, he's in every single scene from this entire, this is barely an afterthought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So now, um, I, now I know what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, so for the cast, other than Christopher Lambert, you've got Robin Shao, mm-hmm. uh, played, who uh, played Liu Kang. Okay. You might know him from, uh, uh, I know him best from Beverly Hills Ninja, which <laughs> oh, is ridiculous. Oh my God, that was him. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He was also, I think he was in Annihilation as well yes, yep. in 2009. Yep, yep. He reprised his role. Which is funny because what's that for? 14 years later and he hadn't aged a day that's just yeah uh lyndon ashby who played johnny cage and uh carrie hiroyuki tarawa who played shang sung mm-hmm. who he's very recognizable he also came like back a... for the second season of mortal kombat legacy oh did he to really play shang Tsung again that's yeah. cool yeah um <laughs> well we had mentioned earlier oh and and and, and bridget wilson's bridget well she was bridget wilson at the time veronica vaughn want to touch the hiney I'm just blowing Mike's mind with these oh people God. who we didn't realize. I knew they looked familiar, and I could never place them. <laughs> She's Bridget Wil- Bridget Wilson Sampras now because she nailed down. I uh, saw the Pete name, Sampras. and I kept thinking of uh, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that is not her. <laughs> <laughs> she played Sonya Blade, by the way. Um, speaking of casting, really quickly, we mentioned at the beginning of the episode that a lot of these movies have these weird casting, like. Uh, 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 snafus, if you yeah. will, and this, this one had one. a ton. Yeah. And these are like the main ones that I picked out. John Claude Van Damme turned down the role of Johnny Cage to do Street Fighter. Uh, the character in the game was based on John Claude Van Damme, though. <laughs> so, so he turned that down. Brandon Lee was then supposedly uh, cast to play Johnny Cage, but, but then he died went, in the crow. Went and died. Uh, Steven Spielberg. If you've seen the original movie. Johnny Cage is on a movie set, and mm-hmm. there's an actor that looks exactly like Steven Spielberg. As the director. As the director. Yeah. Well, I guess Spielberg is a massive fan of the, of the games, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to cameo in this movie. And he ended up not being able to do excuse me, not being able to do it for whatever reason. Yeah. And so they just dressed up a little tubby some, dude to look exactly to like, look like Spielberg. <laughs> and then also Cameron Diaz was originally set to play Sonya Blade. Mm-hmm. And then she broke her wrist doing doing something. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh also, I'm sorry, also Sean Connery was gonna play Raiden. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I can't do it. Mortal Kombat. I can't do it, Sean Connery. Um, We're going to an island where you can play. Mom, I'm not going to continue that. <laughs> uh, did you did you ever know that uh, the, the the main theme was written by Buckethead? Was it the, the original main theme? Because the theme in the movie is KMFDM. Uh, I, oh, it is. 
I know that for a fact. I love Cam FDM. I ju- no, I just I just read that the the original main theme was written by. Maybe Buckethead. it was the original game theme. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Because Cam FDM did like the techno remix yeah, version I, for the movies. Yeah. And then uh, their other big single, uh, uh, Juke Joint Jezebel, mm-hmm. was the other one. Because I because I love this band. <laughs> um, yeah, so if if Alex from Beyond the Void is listening, I guarantee you he knows these songs too. He seems like the kind of guy that would be a huge KMFDM guy. <laughs> or a KMFDM guy. We'll have to uh, ask him. Yeah, no, I'm saying putting them there. If you're listening, I'm putting five bucks on it with James right now. <laughs> just say no just so I get five bucks out of him. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to talk too much more about Mortal Kombat. Did you have a favorite part of this movie? Because it's a it's a it's a movie that's like <sighs> from our from our past, you yes. gotta have a favorite part. Yes. My my favorite movie or my favorite part, if I'm talking about both movies, mm-hmm. is in and no, I, just one movie. Oh, just, just in the, the first fir- movie, in the first yeah. movie. That's the one we're talking about. My favorite part in the first one is probably um, the it's it's more of a sequence than anything else. It's the ridiculousness that that uh, Katana tells Liu Kang to beat Sub Zero with the element that. That, that creates gives life, life. Gives yeah. life. And then Raiden is just randomly walking by with two buckets of water <laughs> that he randomly sets down in the middle of the battlefield. It just makes no sense. And it seems cracks like, me. Seems it, like cheating. It cracks me up every time I see it because it's so dumb. You're the god of thunder. Why are you walking around with two giant bu- buckets of water? Because <laughs> he knew that Liu Kang needed the element that gives life. It's just ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, do you have a favorite part, Jay? Uh... Not really. No. You probably haven't seen it it's, it's since been, you were I've, ten I've years seen old. It when right? it came out, but it's like <laughs> that, that was the last time, so nothing pops out. In my uh, mouth oddly me. enough, my favorite part of the movie actually also comes from the Sub Zero fight, mm-hmm. and it's a ridiculous part. And it's it's the part that uh, if you would have asked me yes, like two days ago before I watched the movie, if I had one memory from this movie, and it was <clears> this ridiculous part where. Um, Sub-Zero and Liu Kang are like kind of fighting up on this platform and then Liu Kang hits him and Sub-Zero does like like two or three tumbling flips down a ramp and then Liu Kang starts running down the ramp after him <laughs> and then just jumps up in the air and does this completely unneeded kick and screams like a dumbass. <laughs> I like. I always saw that part. I was like, "Why did he do that? That's just wasting time. You look stupid too doing it." And then I read today as I was like looking up information for the movie. Uh, um, Robin Shaw was originally supposed to do the same flips that Sub Zero does mm-hmm. down the ramp after him, but he couldn't get it right. <laughs> so on one take, he just decided to do this stupid kick. And that's what made and it scream, in. and that that's the part that oh they put God. in the movie. And for some reason, that's the part that always st- stood I'll out take to back. me. I'm I'm gonna change mine. My favorite part of of the first movie is the fact that it was number one at the box office for three weeks straight. That there you go. <laughs> This fucking movie was number one in 1995. See, like, I remember really, that scene with the I remember do. that scene. Like, you pointing it out, but see, I played the games a ton. Yeah, but I saw the movie once. Oh, dude, yeah, I played the game. Like me and my oh, cousin, yeah. cousin, we played these games like till four in the morning, five in the morning. Wait until the sun sun comes up, get two hours of sleep, and then wake up and start playing again. Dude, I the, love the, the Mortal new Kombat games, games. Are incredible too. Yeah, I I want to point out real quick before we go. Yeah, really quickly. If anybody is listening that is in charge of making movies, please make a suffering game. Oh, yeah. The suffering and the suffering ties that bind in the mm-hmm. sequel to it are some of the best horror games I think honestly ever made Absolutely. as far as creature design goes. Yeah. 
please make a fucking suffering game. I thought I read at one point that they were talking about it, and then it just never came to fruition. Why the hell not? I can see. This I can. Be... I, you know what? Get some star power behind it. I can absolutely see. Um, the Rock. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Not, not The Rock, not Vin Diesel. I can absolutely see um, Wolverine. Why can't I think of his oh, name? Oh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman in that role. Yeah. Absolutely 100%. Yeah, I guess I could as see a, that. As a beat-up old convict yeah. with the mutton chops. Yeah, for sure. I can absolutely see it. You basically just described Wolverine. I, well, well, he looks like you know, a really long fingernails. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I take that back. The guy that played Joe Carroll, uh, James uh, Purfoy. James Purefoy. Purefoy from yeah. The Falling. He would actually make a great main character for those. Yeah. Big mutton chops and very long yeah. fingernails. <laughs> give, give, give him some Lives mutton forever. chops. Yeah. Give him some mutton chops and a, and, a, and, a, and a white tank top. He would look exactly like the character. I think the dude from The from the Suffering had like a shaved head, didn't he? No, he had hair. I don't know. Maybe in the second one he didn't? We'll look know. it up. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway I totally agree with you about that. Um, we should probably go. Yes. Oh, just one more thing. Just to add on to the fact that you thought it was crazy that it was in the box at top of the box office for three weeks, the uh, the soundtrack went platinum in less than two weeks. Doesn't shock me. It's great. Did you have it? Yes. I didn't have it. <laughs> oh. I wish I would have. What? Five seconds. Five seconds. Tony Jaw was a stunt double for Robin Shea in uh, Annihilation. Oh, really? There you go. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Well, hey, <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, we uh, we have pretty much exhausted our video game movies. Yes. Not well, really. Not really exhausted. There's a lot of them. Well, no, exhausted our time, rather. Yes. So if you would like to find us on social media, you can find us on uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Horror Amino at The Buzzkill Podcast. And you can find us on the Twitters at, at The Buzzkill PC. And if you want to know what we're talking about, you can go to thebuzzkillpodcast.tumblr.com yeah that was my nice and if you want to shout if you want to shout out to J-Raj check it out at Ocean Recording on social media www.oceanrecordingstudio.com that's all that's it that's it that's all and if you want to fight us Mortal Kombat style you can find us on the streets yeah we'll be there We'll be the guys wearing uh, chain wallets. And loincloths. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's it. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Happy birthday, Jim. Yeah.